Blog Talk Radio. Hey kids, it's me. It's uh, Thursday. I almost said it was Friday. Way to go. And that's without alcohol at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So hi everybody. Welcome to Since Jack Corner. Very special edition today. Carrie Cody is on my show today. Carrie Cody is a local musician. And I'm pretty petrified right now. Um, so I'm trying to pull it together. I don't want to forget before I get her on the air, and I don't want her to hold too long. I just have a couple quick things to cover real, real, real quickly. Don't want to forget to remind people next week, two big Paramount shows going on. We have the Charlie Chaplin Tribute Show, which is going to be the 29th, and I believe that's going to be from 5 to 7 Central Standard Time. Big Ange is coming on the show, Mob Wives New York, 28th of January. Uh, you want to listen into that? That's 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. Look at my wall and my show pages this weekend because I'm not positive. I might be pulling off a biker slash Sun Spotlight slash Sons of Anarchy show. I don't know. Still thinking about that one. Not 100% positive. So without further ado, I don't want to have Carrie holding any longer. So let's bring her on the line and let's start talking to her. <laughs> Carrie Cody. Hey, doll. <laughs> Oh, she's here, and it's her first I interview, and I'm so I psyched. I can't even tell you. I'm so psyched. I, I can't. think I'm probably, I, I just, I think I I'm probably a little bit more excited. <laughs> really? You think so? Well, I was crying yeah. five minutes ago, so we're on a definite, like, uphill scale hell now because, like, I'm on radio and I can't cry, so that's definitely a bonus. We have a lot of ground to okay. cover. I have about a 1,000 questions. So, hi. So, how are you? Yes, I do have a Should I plan on not going to You'll work be here tomorrow? All night. Is that what it is? Well, pretty much. You just tell Casey <laughs> okay. we're here all night. We're going to drink. We're going to talk on the air um, just all night long. And then you'll eventually get drunk and you'll sing on my show, right? Because that's the deal, right? You're going to sing today. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Yes, we will see how it goes. Definitely. Okay, so you're comfortable. Uh, everybody's comfortable. So I'm going to talk, very first of all. Good. This is good. And that's important that you're comfortable. And if I just keep yapping, just say shut the hell up. Because we're internet radio, so you can say shit if you want to. But I just said that once, so I'm not going to say it again. Wonderful. I call Carrie creative characters. First thing I thought of, perfect classification for Carrie in my book. Um, I'm just going to tell everybody that today's topics are very varied, but I can assure you that I'm going to cover every crevice of Carrie Cody's career, personal life, you name it, I'm bringing it up. There's no limits on this show today. I don't know who's going to call in. We might have celebrities calling in. I'm not sure. I figured it was your first interview, so I have to bring game. Definitely have to bring game. So we'll see. Um, I wanted to begin with probably the biggest and the best news. Um, If anybody knows Carrie Cody, the first thing that they know is that both you and Casey are well on your way to completion of your happy home. Those of us who know you, Facebook friends, family, they're all privy to pivotal updates and progress because every time you look (laughs) at your page, there's usually something new going on. So I'm like... Probably too much information, but yes. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's not actually. (laughs) To tell you the truth, because, you know, people that know you want to know what you do. Like when you step on a stage, you get off the stage. Us, as listeners, we want to know what's going on in your life if we actually care. So here we are. Um, So give us an update or give everybody an update on kind of where you stand in your house, when you're looking to be completed. What's the frustration involved with home building? (laughs) Well, um, we actually did our walkthrough yesterday, and it went really well. We are supposed to close next week, Thursday. Fingers crossed, Mm -hmm. everything gets done. They have some things that have to get done before then. Today we had a little little setback. They turned our water on. The city turned our water on for the first time, and there was a Mm -hmm. pipe that burst. So I now have holes in my kitchen ceiling, and I'm twitching a little bit, and I'm drinking wine. So... There's your oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I yeah, am so sorry. Well, this interview is going to cheer no, no. you up. I mean, seriously, we're going to cheer you up. But, Excellent. no, how serious is that? I mean, like, what? It's, it's, what's the next step? 
it'll be fine. The plumber was there when it happened. It's actually better that it happened while before we moved in and it ruined furniture or anything. There wasn't like a flood. It was, I mean, they turned the water on. He heard something. It popped. They fixed, you know, he went and fixed it. I don't know what they do, but um, now they just have to replace the, the drywall on the ceiling of the kitchen area. So, I, I mean, a couple of days. It, it won't be any, it shouldn't hold anything out, I guess, is what I'm saying. But I was no, a little I sad to see there were holes in my ceiling. <laughs> oh, no, goodness. And I can imagine yeah, no, it no. now. I have a question. There's worse things in life. It's, it'll be okay. No, it'll no, okay. you. You're not kidding. So now when you are in the room and there's you and there's Casey, now which one of you is totally like, oh, my God, I'm going to scream and holler and this is, like, ridiculous, and then which one of you are more the mild-mannered? Um, I'm the scream and holler and get freaked out person. No. And he's the, it'll get done. Yeah, yeah. I know you would think it's the opposite, but, yeah, go figure. I'm the one with the big mouth, and he's the one that just sits oh back and goes, yeah, we'll take care of it. So, I yeah. gotcha. He's been great. He's He's got the construction background. Um, he used to be a drywaller. So, actually, this is a, we had to have a problem. This is a good problem to have because he'll know mm-hmm. if they fix it correctly, and we'll be well okay. on our way to closing and moving in in February. So we're very happy, very nice. blessed, um, very, okay. very excited to uh, get into the new house. Good. Wonderful. Now, to those of you that don't know, I know that your daily duty includes acting as a processing supervisor for a mortgage company. So I yes, just got to thinking – did your livelihood at all lend a hand in terms of actually closing and completing the house and all the good stuff? Did, was that beneficial to you at all? Um, no, not really. We actually didn't do our loan through our company. I mean, huh? yeah, it helps with the, it helps to know what to look at on the paperwork. But um, we don't do at my company. We don't do construction loans, so we actually went to a local lender, and yeah, it helped to know, you know, about rates and know if we we're getting a good rate, et cetera. But other than that, it was. Not really. It, it, they, they don't really compare because we don't do the same type of loans where I work. I gotcha. I understand. Okay. If that makes sense. thought I'd throw that out there. That sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. I just took for granted, of course. I was like, hmm, maybe she just does this or does this or does this. But I'm like, I just took for granted. You think mortgage company, you think closing. You know, it all kind of seems synonymous to each other. But what the hell do I know? I live yeah. in a townhouse in Glendale. So, you know, got to ask these questions. We're all about learning on my show. Drinking, learning, yeah. toasting, singing. I, I've got know, my wine, so. Cindy, so I'm, I'm doing the drinking <laughs> part. I'm not there yet. I'm on the coffee, but if I get any more damn depressed, I'll be drinking in about 10 minutes. But you're doing a great job keeping me up, so thank you. Um, I want to keep welcome. tooting the horn of Carrie Cody. So let's just say this. I did notice, because I was creeping on her Facebook and talking behind her back, that she got these kick-ass engraved glasses from her company for being there almost 12 years, I got a note. So brought me Wow, you went way back in my creeping. You were way... (laughs) Wow. Hi. It's called my job. That's right. Keep... Don't worry. There'll be more coming. (laughs) So here's what I want to know. Just tell me some of the essential elements from some of the past positions that you've held, tell me, did they come into play to making you the type of worker that you are? Now, did you bring anything from some of your other jobs that's been instrumental in you doing such a great job at where you are now? Oh, you know, I think pretty much every job I've had has either been um, customer service or sales related. So what I do now is, even though I'm a supervisor, I'm basically a customer service position. So, yeah, I'd say pretty much every job leading up to this one has played a part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Now, forgive me for saying this, because anybody who knows Carrie would know this. You have such a sociable personality. And then when I'm picturing this process person in a mortgage company, I'm thinking, there she is at a desk, and she doesn't smile, and so serious. And I'm like, how in the hell does that work? Because I'm like, this totally isn't a job for Carrie. Are you following me? Does it seem atypical to you? Yeah, I'm totally following you. 
Yeah, it's, okay, it's not so my not, – I'm, I'm very grateful to have the job I have, but clearly the gray QB walls is not my idea of a, you know, the ideal job, obviously. But um, I was actually fortunate. I have a friend who is my supervisor, and I the one job I ever quit in my entire life – I just walked out of a job. They were so batshit crazy that I just had to leave. And I called her up and asked if she was looking for anyone, and she gave me a job when I did that stupid move where I just quit my job. So I've been there ever since. They take very good care okay. of us. They're very um, lax in their rules if you need time off, et cetera. So, yeah, I, you know, would I rather be doing something else related more towards music or promotions or something like that? Sure, all day long. But I'm very grateful that I have a job because there's a lot of people that don't. So, Exactly. I agree with you. And interesting that you should say that because maybe after tonight's interview, we might be going in another direction. That's all I'm going to say about oh, that goodness. one. We're not even going there You're right now. Yeah, I know. I'm getting excited. I know I'm getting excited, too. Bit. Keep having more wine, uh-huh. Carrie. Don't worry. By the time we get to it, you won't really notice anymore. It's okay. I understand. Excellent. And I don't want to forget to say this. Look at her Facebook wall. I got to tell you, those French doors you're putting on your house, I could live there. That's all I'm going to say about the new house. Beautiful. Besides, what, in the I'm den, like, you could live doors. where the French doors are? Yes. And you could, like, make music okay. in that house. I'm like, I got plans for your house, just saying. Okay. Okay. There's plenty right of room, Cindy. There's plenty of room. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the first thing you may not know about Carrie. Carrie used to contribute herself in her presence to choirs, um, Obviously, you played in the choir or sang in the choir, I should say. Asserting, and this is her line to quote her, I was Glee before Glee was cool. Listen to that assertion. <laughs> I love that line. And it's a, and it's actually spoken by Carrie. So tell me something to the novice, because I know nothing about music and I don't sing. From a vocal standpoint, is it tougher, you know, when you're standing up on stage, you're doing a solo song, you know, like let's say, for instance, Gabriel Sanchez, Wednesday Night Open Jam. Sorry, did I just do that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Let's yeah, you're did. standing there and you're singing. Uh, I can do that. It's called my show. We're going to do a lot of promotion. Shameless Milwaukee promotion for musicians. Excellent. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're on you. Awesome. Well, we're both about promotion, right? So, but we got to keep it to Carrie because yep. it is about Carrie today. I- I'm looking from I a vocal sure standpoint. You can promote whoever you want. Thank you. We're standing on stage. Well, let's say, for instance, you're standing on stage in an open jam and you're singing. You're the actual vocalist and you've got the musicians in the background versus you mm-hmm. standing with the choir. In terms of your actual tone, your pitch, your sound, how much harder is it to establish yourself, so to speak, within the course of a choir? Does that make sense? Because I'm envisioning a whole group in a choir, and I'm thinking, can you hear yourself? I mean, is, is oh, sure. do you feel like you're contributing? Yeah. You know what? I, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, absolutely. I know what you're trying to say. It's been a long time since I've been in a choir, though, so you to cut me a little okay. slack there. But with choir, they, they break it down, so they have different parts, you know, depending on what part you sing. You learn a part, you learn the alto part, you learn the soprano part, whatever, you know, section you're singing. And uh, so you get to hear your part. It's not like they just, you know, throw you all in there and you're breaking it down into four-part harmonies right away. So sure. it's it's a different dynamic, absolutely, but um, you definitely can hear it. Ironically, if you want to know a little bit that I think I shared with you, when I was in choir for however many years, my whole school history, Never got a solo. I've never sang a solo in my entire show choir, choir history. My choir teachers always hated me. I, I don't know why. I never did anything to them. Mm-hmm. Never got a solo. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That is I'm still a little bit bitter about that, that, and it's been that. a long time. <laughs> she cracks me up. I'm a little bitter. Go look on her page. She's like, take I, that, I, bitches, because I saw that post. <laughs> which one? What did I say? 
you put up something about you actually did a blurb on your Facebook page about not ever getting a solo, and you seemed bitter about it because you did use profanity. You did. See, I yeah, watched, Carrie. I did. Nothing me? gets Swear? Me. What? No. Not you. You were the modicum <laughs> of perfection. Of course not. I'm very no. angelic. Well, thank you. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. You keep blowing that tune. We'll see how far that'll <laughs> Don't go. Don't call anybody. Yeah. Don't have anybody call in on that one. Thank you. Yeah, good luck. It's still early, dear. We're only at 512. Uh, I want to detail, or have you detail, I should say, for us again, because I'm a novice. I look at an ensemble, and then, of course, I look at a bigger band, because obviously you've stood in front of a st- on a stage, and you've played with a bigger band, and then, of course, you've obviously played in an ensemble as far as the choir. Tell me personally mm-hmm. two different things. First of all, which do you prefer? And then second of all, in your personal opinion, which do you believe collectively brings a bigger sound to the table, bigger or better sound to the table, I should say? I think there's... Like comparing apples and oranges, um, I was recently okay. in a choir. Are we talking about school choir or what are we talking about? Choir in general? Yeah, you can do whatever. You can do choir in general. Okay. Would probably well, be my preferred option. Well, you mentioned Gabriel a minute ago, so I'm just going to share that I was fortunate enough to be part of a choir that uh, sang on his new single. And I hadn't been in a choir since I was in school, which, again, has been a number of years. And I tell you, it was it was a it was a really cool experience because it had been such a long time, and we really did have to listen to one another. And just hearing it all come together when we put our different parts together, and how that enhanced the song, and how that made um, and obviously the part that Gabe was singing was the lead part, but how it complemented what he was doing, it was really a neat experience. You're talking about being, you know, singing like at the jam or something. Yeah, that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game. Uh, that's a whole different sound. Uh, you're on your own. Well, you have the musicians. I mean, you're on your own, but you have to carry it. You know, you know what I mean? It's the choir is no, a collective. You're a team, and the voices you have to really think and you have to gel with everybody else. If you're singing by yourself, okay. let's say at the jam, and you've got other instruments there, obviously, but you're carrying the tune. You've got to. Am I kind of answering your question? I don't know if I am or not. No, I'm no, I'm following you as best as I can for not having a musical background because sometimes it's kind of hard to you know relate to what you're talking about. But I get the gist of what you're saying, so I'm following you. Okay, I get it. I, get I like it. both. I'm not 100% Let's put stupid. it that way. I like both. <laughs> of course, and don't we all? Obviously. So basically, then, like the next time TSO comes into town, and so I call Jeff Alagu and I say, I got this friend of mine that wants to come up and play with the player. You'd be more than suited to do that, wouldn't you? Oh goodness! I well, no, I don't think I'm quite to that level, but it's an honor that would be. Yeah. yeah, really. That's okay. Let's, let's try this. They really, you have to let's be able to read again. music for that, Cindy. Oh, but just for future reference, I, the next I can, time. Go no, go ahead, finish. No, go no, ahead. I was just going to say something like a professional choir like that. You have to be able to obviously read music, and I can follow along, but I that's not that's way above my. <laughs> way above my abilities. I like to watch Ouch. though. I like to. I, I, like I to, uh, thought you were I'd like to be in the audience. There. You have a hookup. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. My goodness, I interviewed one of the founding members of Trans Siberian Orchestra, and it was neat. It's it's very neat to see how rock opera can be so different from other types of choirs, other types of performance, things like that. But just for future reference, Miss Cody, because you'll be doing another interview on my show, and I guarantee you that. Oh, and when you do, okay. let's always just make sure. Yes, Cindy. Or any other time get interviewed? You're absolutely right. Okay. Of course I'm qualified yes, to do that. Cindy. See, there's no no. There's no no okay. on this show. That's all I'm saying. All Thank right. you very much, Carrie right. Cody. 
Okay, let's talk about illness for a minute. And there's a reason I'm bringing this up because both Terry and I recently had experienced a little terrible time in the health department. I, of course, had pneumonia forever, actually two weeks. And, of course, I knew he'd been struck with tonsillitis. Um, recently, I had a chance to listen to Carrie harmonizing out in public. So I know that her, tender, her tonsils are no longer tender, so to speak. But it did <laughs> push me to pose this question to you. And this is on a serious note, you know. Discuss with me the ways you personally opt to both maintain and manage a perfect set of pipes, because obviously musicians need to do prep work before and after, correct? Absolutely. Um, I think perfect set of pipes would be ideal for any any singer in the city would love to have that happen. Um, I don't think it's an attainable goal. The, The best, the pros out there, they all get, they all come down with it, you know, things. But I will tell okay. you that the biggest thing, it's the easiest thing, you just got to stay hydrated. You got to drink a lot of water. And hmm. that's that's the best thing. I mean, I had not only did I have the tonsillitis, but earlier last year, my, I, I didn't post it per se like this on my page, but I had um, nodules on my vocal cords. So the reason okay. that the Carrie Square thing got pushed back is because I literally couldn't talk for a month. Huh, funny, huh? <laughs> Oh my God! So, you yeah, unable so to had, talk? I've had my share. Yeah, it was. It oh, was holy not man! Fun. It was, it oh, was not fun at all. Not, definitely, definitely. But um, in order those... to escape nodules, yes. In order to escape having to go under the knife and have surgery, they basically oh, tell my. you you have to rest your voice and drink about a gallon of water a day, and if hopefully that'll make it go away. In my case. Obviously, it wasn't an advanced enough time. I'm very grateful because okay. once they mess with your vocal cords, you might not sound the same. They tell you that right away. You might not sing the same way. So you hmm. just you have to try to stay healthy. It, I'm a germaphobe. Everybody will tell you that it's no big secret. I bring my own microphone to the jam, um, or any you know any of the things that I go out and sing at. If we had the live band karaoke a few months ago, it, you just there's a lot of germs out there. There's a lot of people. You know, sharing a microphone, um, that's one way. If, if you okay. do have the capability to bring your own, the drinking the water, taking vitamins, and just trying to stay away from people that are sick. I don't. I wasn't with anybody that was sick on New Year's Eve. I don't know how I ended up getting tonsillitis. I'm blaming it on mm. Chicago. I don't hope you don't have a lot of Chicago listeners that are going to get mad at me now. But, Ouch. Um, yeah. Here we go. Thanks yeah. a lot there, I went Carrie. There, sorry. Great. Wow, there goes half my uh, audience. Thanks a lot. Okay, (laughs) moving right along. How can I make it up to you? How can I make it up to you? Yeah, trust me, dear, it's coming. That's okay. No, that's quite all right. (laughs) The other thing I wanted to ask, uh, and in part because of this, and you know I probably should ask him because a lot of my friends are local musicians, same kind of people you know. Two of the things that I always think about are, because I see some people out there, and and I'm not going to lie, of course they're drinking while they're playing, of course they're smoking, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, of course, cigarette smoking. Mm -hmm. How detrimental Mm -hmm. really is that? You know, because some of them pull it off just fine, so it seems. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Um, there's different theories on that, and I'm by no means an expert. So um, my take on it is the people that are used to doing that can make it work. Um, I know people, I know some, I'm not going to drop any names, but I know some people that uh, are pretty avid, or they were avid smokers in town, and kind of help with the gravelly voice type of sound. Do you know what I mean? Like it kind mm-hmm. of No, I do. Not good for your health, I mean, but it the sound, it didn't really hinder that. And you know, as far as the alcohol goes, well, that's a whole different topic, but if you're drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. you're you're hydrating yourself. So, what I was just talking about with right. where you're kind of 
doing the opposite. So again, there's people out there that have a couple they to do that and they make it work. Yes. Iraq. Oh wait, I name dropped. I'm sorry. That's another local musician. <laughs> Eric von Clausen, Old German Beer Hall, eight o'clock tonight. Sorry. Shameless damn promotion. Yeah. Potawatomi Bingo, three sixty, Craig it's Evans. Sorry. I did it again. I know, right? I'm like <laughs> Can you people send me checks when we're done? Because that's kind of what I'm thinking. You have a tally? Okay, anyway. You have a notepad? Yeah. It's called my brain. Yeah, well, here's what happens. You know what happens. We all get 150 invitations from every person in town, except for Gabriel Sanchez, who never invites me to anything. Ouch. I know he's like your best friend, so I'm throwing that out there. Thanks, Gabriel, for never inviting me. Wow, it's on radio now. Okay, moving right along. Um, I am silly constantly. So this is going to happen a lot. It's random outbursts of craziness because I'm a little crazy, but that's okay. Everybody's okay. a little nuts. That's fine. You're a musician. You understand. Exactly. I Tonight do. We're going to talk about it. Thank you. We're going to touch on some of the main influences you have in your life. And first of all, I want to stop and take a moment. And you got wine and I got coffee, but it's going to wine soon. So we're going to raise a glass. We're going to have like, I don't know, seven toasts in the course of this show. So the first one is going to be the most meaningful, okay. I would think, to you. January 16th. Okay. Big important day for Carrie Cody, of course, and that would be anniversary is the yep. uh, birthday of your father. Yes. So let's do a toast. Yep. We're going to do a toast to uh, to your dad. Do a toast to my dad. Okay. Rest in peace. Your dad Cheers. is. Yes. There you go. Hey, and dad. I, my dad passed in 2012. Yes. Yes. Thanks a lot, Papa a, Cody, because without you, we wouldn't have her. So, hey, thanks. That's a big aw, toast. That's nice. My dad was, uh, uh, neither of my parents are musical at all. In fact, both are definitely afraid to be in front of an audience or a crowd, even public speaking, which is really weird. I don't know where I came from. Mm-hmm. But my dad mm-hmm. always had, you know, the love for the live music. That's where some of this all started with me. And right. Uh, he, right. Always, he always wanted to play guitar. He, I can't tell you how many electric guitars he bought in his lifetime. He always said he was going to learn how to play right. guitar. He had this dream to be this rock guy. He never did it. He was more of a karaoke guy at State Fair, but he had a true love for music. So I do thank him okay. for that because without without that, I don't know. I mean, I was going to, like I told you, I was going to uh, block, I don't know, the comp block parties. Is that out there? They have in the summer down like, yeah. on the third board. And, yeah, and he right. would take me when I was underage, and that was like a huge fun thing for us to do in the summer. I remember seeing uh, Ruby Starr, you know, her rest in peace too, and I don't know if you know her or not, but are familiar mm-hmm. with her. No. And uh, Big Bang Theory and some of these other groups that were just phenomenal bands. And I was, you know, I don't know how old I was, 16, 17, maybe 18. And uh, that was a fun thing me and my dad did. Yeah, it's a nice memory. Very, very cool. That that lends me to ask another question or two in reference to your father. Um, because obviously I always find that the people that are most influential and impressive to us leave kind of their footprint mm-hmm. or handprint on us, and I think that kind of helps us mold to become the magnificent people we are. So I wanted to ask you, um, first of all, have you ever sang to him or for him? Obviously, he's now in the spiritual sense, but have you gone on stage and thought, right. this is for Dad? <laughs> um, well, to answer, did I ever sing to him? I I did sing with him. At, <laughs> again, it was karaoke, but still. So he had, cool. he had heard me sing. The sad part is, is that kind of the pivotal time in my life when you know all the cool stuff started happening with um, Marcel and then later with the duo, right. my dad had already passed. So like 2012 was the worst year of my life and 2013 was one of the best years of my life. So he never saw me in a band. My dad never got to see me perform you know, professionally. So that makes me kind of sad. But I'd like to think that you know he's there in spirit. 
I was just going to say that. I was going to say, of course he's seen you. He's kind of floating around all the time. I, I <laughs> had to throw that out there because, of course, obviously, um, I'm sure that he would be thrilled and amazed with, with how you've turned out. Uh, you, you he would really, have been I don't my number one would. fan. Of yeah, course. He would have been. Of course. Which lends itself to one more question about him. Um, sure. Looking inside of yourself, you know, you, you can do a little self-assessment here. What parts of yourself <laughs> do you think are remnants of this man that you kind of carry with you all of the time, uh, something that he left with you? Oh, goodness. Um, it, well, really, I think it really still relates to the music, but I would just say his passion. He, um, he not only was very passionate about music, but my dad worked at Harley for pretty much his entire career. So he was cool. extremely passionate about all things Harley-Davidson. Um, he was very passionate about... He loved Mexico. He owned Timeshare in Mexico for 30 years. And he was just, he loved vacation. And everything he did, he was very, very passionate about. So I think that is left with me. I, I try to be that way when I get involved in something. I try to be, try to put my whole heart into it. Let's put it that way. Right. Correct. And in case anybody has never met Carrie, I'm a firm advocate, and I can tell you firsthand that she does that constantly. And that's in every form well, of her you. life, whether it's her friends. And honestly, and I'm blowing smoke up your ass, for lack of a better term. <laughs> honestly, you are a perfect representation of that statement, and I'm not going to lie. Well, sometimes thank people you. need to hear that. God, I love hearing it like 17 times a day, so I'm just going to keep repeating that. And see, I'm saying thank you Carrie's instead of saying no, no. <laughs> I know. Are you drinking? Oh, wait, yes, you are. Okay. I am because so I usually reach. don't take the compliments, so thank you. <laughs> right. I was say, and here's here's the funny part, folks. Here, this will kill you. Here I am at the open jam. Did I mention Wednesday nights, Potawatomi? Yeah, I did. Anyways, we're at this it's open jam time. in Potawatomi, and, and it is a wonderful time. We're seeing Gabriel Sanchez and Junior, and we're seeing Rudy Z and all the fine musicians. So, yep. Yes, yes. And so we're sitting there, and Carrie says to me, well, I'm not going to drink on that show. You know, I'm going to be professional, and it's going to be a great interview, and I just love that you're drinking, and it's going so well. Don't you think it's going well? <laughs> Are we doing okay? Well, you mentioned you mentioned having wine, so I thought if yeah. you mentioned it, it was okay to drink on your show. Bingo. Yeah, and it we is can just swear one glass. we can drink wine. Yeah, okay, that's fine. If you feel tempted to do two, we're okay with that, but that's fine. We've now reached the port of the show, because I know we're not supposed to talk about your new project till the end, but that's not how we roll on this show. And by the way, hi, Carrie Miller, because I know you're not on the show, but I know you're listening. So hi, Carrie. He's a new friend hi, of Carrie mine. Hi, Carrie Miller. And he, yes, we're saying hi. Big shout out. Take a toast. Take a drink, because I know Lon's listening, and he's yeah, drinking. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Let's hope that I'll we're drink. all drinking to that. Hey, Carrie Miller, here you are. Toast to you. Which leads us to Carrie Squared. Carrie Squared is, of course, the cumulative creation of both Carrie Cody and Carrie Miller. How cute, Carrie and Carrie. Carrie Miller, of course, is the guy on the guitar. Carrie, of course, is the cutie who's out there chanting her little carols. So I want to, first of all, point out some of this list, the list of lovelies, as I call them, which is the people that's actually on your song list, because I've actually taken a look at this. Now listen to this, folks, because um, first listen, let's say that. We've got George Michael, Rod Stewart, Linda Ronstead, Matchbox 20, and Rick Springfield, my personal crush. From like thirteen on, who's in my wall in my bedroom, and oh my god, very gosh. cute to this day. Oh, yeah. oh he, no, he's very hot. That would be the word I would okay, use. And if we could get him on a motorcycle, even hotter. Okay, but your husband's not listening, right? You digress. Okay, so we don't want to get digress. too brunch. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. So these talents You're sure, are I'll get as brunch as you want. <laughs> really? Okay. Remember that I said no. that. Remember you said that. Okay, there we go. Um. Obviously, to those of us who live here in town, um, these talents are, in my opinion, I are hardly heard performed in terms of when I go out and listen to live music. So 
Did you do that intentionally? Like when you're putting your song list together, were you thinking, hey, let's cover things that people aren't used to hearing? Um, I'm going to be real honest, and I would say that there are there are a number of people doing some of the same songs that we're doing. Uh, oh. But I will also say, no, but I'm going to answer your question because you're on to something there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are some things in there that I threw in just to shake things up. I And I say this at the live shows, too. I do some uh, Melissa Etheridge tunes. I do a Matt Nathanson tune that's covered by Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland. And these are songs mm-hmm. that are not easily recognizable, but I had... You know, I'd ask Carrie if he was cool with doing them, and absolutely he was. And I said, you know, I always said if I had a duo or I was in a band, I wanted to do some stuff that I thought was cool and that made me happy. So we don't do, you know, a ton of it. Like, he does some Butch Walker tunes. Now, there's a lot of Butch Walker fans, but that's kind of, you know, not, that's not George Michael. That's not that mainstream stuff. So, yeah, we did do some of that intentionally. But, you know, you mentioned, like, the Rod Stewart and some of that. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are other people in town doing that. Right, but of we, course. We do you like know, to and, and shake like, it up. We do like to shake it up a little bit. He does. Okay, um, I've got uh, I'm going to give Carrie a shout-out here because I know this is one of his favorite bands. And I know he's staying at work to listen to us tonight. So thanks, Carrie. There's a band Thank out you. of, I believe it's Minneapolis, called the Gear Daddies. And I had never heard of them. I'm not going to lie. I was totally ignorant about this band when I met up with Carrie. And he does a number of songs that they, he covers a number of their songs. And they're excellent. And it's cool because we watch, you know, I watch the audience. And even though they might not know the song, they're getting into it. So it's just cool to bring new music into the, into the mix. Of course, certainly. Now, do you envision yourself at some point in time saying, okay, I've got a ton of friends who are local musicians and they have originals. Would you ever consider doing someone else's original on the stage? That's funny that you asked that. It's actually on my wish uh-huh. list of songs to do. Yeah, I have um, Yay! I have a number of friends that I would like to cover their songs, and we just, you know, it's, it's hard to put a show together. There's a lot of songs you have to learn, so we're, we're ever-evolving. And um, that's that's definitely in the works. We are definitely going to be doing that. Gotcha. Okay. Now, do you envision having additional artists actually formulate, meaning come together and all of you make a band together? Or are you thinking it's just going to be the Carrie Squared, which is you and Carrie? Um, for right now, uh, it's it's definitely just Carrie Squared. Very happy with okay the duo. Carrie is a, a great. I um you know there's. It's. I'm sure you know this because you know we obviously know a lot of the same people and right. And I I think I mentioned this to you that night that I saw you at at the casino. I'm you know definitely open to other opportunities because a lot of the local musicians and I think this is what's so cool about our scene. They're in different groups. You know you mentioned the the Chris Crows and the Gabe Sanchez's and the Carrie Millers. They're all in a number of different groups. And I think that's really cool. And I would, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, sure. Would I like to do, and I told you, I sing with Marcel's group every once in a while. I love doing that. Right. If there was something else that came along, I'd love to sing with a, another female singer, like an acoustic thing with a female singer and do different types of music. The sky's the limit, Cindy, really. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to this. She is just going all well, over the place here, isn't she? Whoa. I, yeah, I don't Watch have it. any, but I, I just want to be clear. I don't have any aspirations. I'm not seeking that right now. I'm not going out and, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not actively pursuing that. But if 
if an opportunity presented itself, I'd be silly not to. I mean, I want to grow as a musician. I want, in order to do that, you have to keep yourself open to possibilities. So, but I love, I mean, Terry and I have a really good time. He's, his personality is larger than life, and it's it's really cool that he said yes when I asked if he'd be interested in doing this. So I'm having a good time. Gotcha. Wonderful. Now here's a side question. If I were to ask sure. you, the toughest tune for both you and Carrie to duet on, and and why? What would it be? <laughs> He's probably laughing right now. Um, Good. <laughs> pro- probably. Well, we. It, you know, they're all cover tunes, obviously. And uh, I, I have a mental block with Carrie Sings lead on a song called Garden Party. It's Rick Nelson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the song. It's an older song. I think so. And yep. I'm supposed to be singing the harmony part, and I can sing it all day long in my car, and for some reason, I have a heck of a time when we're together singing that. So I don't sing the harmony part usually on that, just being honest. Wow. And I don't know why. I think it's because it was, for some reason, it was difficult when we started learning it, and now I just have this, I don't want to screw it up mentality. So there you go. Right. Now you know. I get it. Don't I ask me to do that I definitely song. get it. Wow. <laughs> she just told me. Guess I won't bring that I'm one drinking up more again. wine. Thank you very much. I can tell. <laughs> Look at it. It's coming around. We're evolving a bit. So here's the last thing I want to talk about, Carrie Squared, and then we'll move on to something else, which is, of course, talk to me a little bit about um, your counterpart, because I think a lot of times what people don't understand is, is it, you know, musical partnership in some ways can be like a marriage, meaning you have to have, a, a you know, that ideal <laughs> chemistry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Because you watch some bands and I look at them and I'm like, how does this work? Because you look like you hate each other. You know what I'm saying? So talk to me a little bit about Carrie Miller. Tell us a little bit about your musical partner and tell us why you chose him and not someone else. Well, actually, I didn't directly choose him. He was uh, suggested to me through a mutual friend, which is awesome because I would have never known that he can play acoustic guitar. Carrie's actually a bass player. So here's a here's okay. a little uh, nine or four one one on him for when you have him on the show because I know he said that he'd okay. love to be on your show. Um, <gasps> Yay! He is, okay, pressure now, right? Um, he's he's right. a bass player. You're screwed, Gary. Um, go ahead. And I met him through actually I met him at a Beatles open jam that Gabe was hosting, and you know we just we just met like last not this last December but December of 2013, and I don't even remember the timing; it's all a blur, but. I knew him. I, I'd met him. I'd seen it. I had seen him play, and nice guy. Thought he was a really cool guy. And fast forward maybe a couple weeks, and I was talking to Gabriel, and I said something about, you know, I'm, I don't know. Do I want to pursue being in a band? Do I want to pursue being in a duo? I'm just kind of confused. And if I'm going to do it, the time is now, basically. And without even missing a beat, he's like, well, why don't you start up a duo with Carrie? And I said, I looked at him like, he's a bass player. How are we going to do that? And he goes, well, he plays acoustic too. And he can, you know, he can sing. And I said, hmm. So I sent him a message. I hardly knew him at this point, And I just threw it out there that Gabriel had mentioned it. And he, I said, is there any chance he'd be interested in doing this? I'm really, I'm really interested in being in a project. And here's what I know how to do. And Gabe says that you play acoustic. Would you be interested in trying something out? And he said, yeah, let's get together and jam and see what happens. And I think we definitely, you know, we like you said, we definitely click. So that's how it happens. Right. Cool. Very, very cool. Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to finding yeah. out about who Carrie Miller is, since apparently he's going to be an upcoming guest on my show. Wow, I'm finding out who that's my fun. show guests are going to be. I'm telling you, <laughs> I want to know what it's like to be on my own show. 
Tell me, what is it like to be on my show? I've often wondered that. I'm like, what is it like? It's, Am I doing okay? It's very comfortable. Yeah, oh gosh. I'm it's really just like sitting in the bar having a conversation. Oh, yeah. See, well, this is what I me. try to tell people all the time. I mean, it, it totally, and I hear this a lot, you know, that I, that I try, I do try very hard to make people feel comfortable. I want you to feel like you're not on a radio show where 6,000 people will hear you because that's typically what happens. Um, and that's true. Now and, you, you know, tell I me, now that, you tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did now I I'm make nervous. her more nervous? Yeah. You know what? I think that if I do my job well enough, people will look at you the same way that I look at you. I will make you very, very comfortable. I'll make you want to come back on the show again, you know, which is an yeah. important thing. If, if there was no you, there wouldn't be a show. I can tell you that right now. You know, and, and I oh. said this to Carrie, and I've mentioned this before. You know, doing live local people to me brings about so much pressure as compared to, like, I'm interviewing Big Ange next week for the Mob Wives. I mean, am I nervous? Sure yeah. I am. But she's, you know, she's a figurehead already. She's a celebrity. I mean, maybe I'll get to meet her once or twice. But she's not someone in my inner circle. When it's someone that's your inner circle who's not used to doing this, if I don't do my job right, I've disappointed myself. Um, and, and that's yeah. very important no. to me that I don't do that. So, yeah, you know, I'm honestly, it's like here. I'm sitting in my living room right now, and it's like we're just sitting here having a glass of wine. And I know, talk. right? So, yeah. But, well, exactly, except I'm not having any wine because you didn't bring me any, and I'm too lazy to get I, up. I'm in my couch in my pajamas right now watching my cat look at me and talking to Carrie Cody. <laughs> Life couldn't get any better. Don't want to Life forget to clarify good. this. Yeah. Exactly, at the moment. It would be better if I had a date tonight. So if anybody's single and listening, holla right here. Just throwing that out there. In case I forget to mention this, and uh, unless I misread this, you got a gig coming up with Carrie Squared at the Eagles and Walker show. Would that be correct, or am I mistaken on that? Yeah. I thought I saw that. No, that's correct. It's, um, it's okay. uh, what date? the end of February. It's February 27th. It's a nice little club out, out in Waukesha. It's called the Waukesha Eagles. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of ours is the person who does the booking, and Carrie plays there. He's in a, a classic rock band called Higby Higby, and they're regular, they're favorites out there. They have, in fact, this weekend, I don't know which day. I'm sorry, I'm not looking at my computer, but I know it's either Friday or Saturday. And, um, okay. Yeah, so now I forgot what I was telling you. Oh, my gosh. Old age. Your gig, February you 27th. My gig, oh, my gosh. Shot. We're just trying, oh, okay, yeah. We're just trying to make sure Let's we want to promote this. February Let's 27th. What time, yeah. Maria? What time is your gig? Eight, it's at 8.30. And the reason that we're doing um, what kind of... Um, spacing our gigs out right now is because of the the house. So you know we had okay. we had the gig at Curly's last weekend, and now we don't have one for a right. month. But that was planned because, like I said, it's kind of crazy right now. I'm I'm busy with uh, planning this benefit that's on Sunday, and we're busy with the house stuff. So very excited. Right, we'll be moved into the house by the next time I have a carry squared gig. <gasps> this is exciting, and then she's going to have a party, and then we're all going to get invited, oh, yeah. and then we'll have wine together, oh, yes, including um, with Heather, which I'm guessing. And oh, Heather yeah. better be listening right now because she probably she's going to listen. She's listening. Hi, Heather. She's listening. Close to Heather, real love quick, you, Heather. real real fast. Heather T. Yes, we do love you. Big wine. She snuggled me. <laughs> I got to tell this to people. She snuggled I don't you. let chicks snuggle me. She snuggled me. I was in a bad way last week when you saw me at the Havana bar because, of course, I don't smoke anymore. So it's, like, ridiculously yeah. smoky. I'm crabby. I have a stalker bugging me. And she comes up, and she just snuggles me. I'm like, oh, moment, because chicks don't snuggle. She's, I'm like, this is so cool. Chicks snuggle. She's got a way. Yeah, she's got a way. Yeah, she does get a way about it. Makes people feel better. We're talking about Carrie. We're we're off of Heather right now. Got to leave Heather over there. We'll see you later, Heather. She's part of Carrie. She's part of Carrie. You can talk about her all day long. She is part of Carrie. And, you know, um, we'll get to that. Let's get to that. Okay. But let's move on to something else. We're going to take a little leap over, and we're going to talk about the time that you spent in theater. 
Um, you know, previously, oh. I know that you, you had acted in an assortment of different productions, uh, Pippin, Godspell, and, of course, Fiddler on the Roof. A couple questions relative mm-hmm. to that. Um, first off, would you entertain the idea of reentry into this particular area of art? No. <laughs> um, oh, first wow. First, let's preface this with, oh, no, and it's not because I don't like theater, don't get me wrong. Um, first of all, let's preface this with, the, this was community theater. I was never a professional actor. So, you know, this is your... Right. You're volunteering your time. So it's it's a huge, huge time commitment. Love every second of every production I ever did. In fact, I will say this till my dying day. Godspell was a turning point in my life. If any of my friends from Godspell are listening, I love all of you, and I'm sorry we don't get to see each other very often. Yeah. But doing theater was seriously, that was a huge turning point in my life. I I met some really, really cool people, and... They made me feel really good about myself where I didn't always feel that good about myself prior to that. And it's just a whole different scene. It's It was a lot of fun. So it sounds odd that I'm saying I wouldn't do it again, but we go back to the time commitment. You're talking about three or four nights a week rehearsal. And as you are aware of, I have my... Uh, I wear a couple of different hats and already have right. a part-time job, a full-time job, and I'm in a band. So to commit to right. doing theater, yeah, I, I would love to. I'd love to do a review. In fact, my friends from Godspell, we've we've toyed with that idea of just doing some kind of musical review rather than a full full bleh, full blown production. And you know, I don't know if that'll ever come to fruition, but I'm in. If that happens, I'm in. If it's a you know a smaller time commitment. Absolutely. Sure. I understand completely. Definitely. I know what it's like to juggle a hat or two. And let me tell you, it gets a little crazy and chaotic, and I don't think people get it. It, it can be very, very hard to acclimate your time. You know, it's tough. But yeah. theater is you want to do everything. such a I mean, wonderful medium. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, question. Sure. As it relates to stage fright, because all of us get a little stage fright. Like, <laughs> I got radio fright about four minutes before I got on the show and thought, oh, my God. She's going to take this interview, and she's going to run with it. I'm going to look like crap, but oh, here we are. Um, I'm doing a good job, you know aren't thing. I? I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> listen, um, listen to Carrie Confidence over there. I'm doing a good job. Well, well good for you, Carrie. You are doing a no, good job. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not taking over. I'm not taking over. Listen to her. Give me credit, Cindy. I'm not taking over. Of course yeah, you're not taking over. you were over. so nervous. I wouldn't like so to nervous. do that. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this revelation out there. Carrie probably didn't want me to do it, but I'm doing there. I'm doing it. Some individuals but, thought that Carrie was a little, you know, you know. I've been told, I was told by some individuals that Carrie is just very, um, what's the word for it? She called herself squishy when I saw her, and I thought it was funny because I'm like, what kind oh, of person Oh, when you told me that, oh, yeah. oh goodness, yes, going there. You know, yeah. you know what's funny what? about what I find about this, and I'm going to throw this out as a general question in general because um, the the persona I think that. Um, Address this a little bit, and, and you're a musician, and I'm sure that you're one that's going to be honest, because I'm not a musician, and, I'm, and I, I support, I promote, I go out, I see people, I put them on my show, I'm a huge advocate for supporting local music, but mm-hmm. there's one thing that's in my crow, and I'm sure you're the same way, and maybe you can address this issue. Um, I've gone to Gabriel's Jam, I've gone to other open jams. I've noticed the trend for musicians, and it's not across the board for local musicians, but for instance, there's this particular jam where, uh, you know, you have stage hoggers, you have narcissistic musicians, you have individuals out there that just believe, yeah, I'm the shit, for lack of a better term. So my question to you is this, is is do you find that, and this is just in the local scene here in Milwaukee, um, mm-hmm. why why the narcissism, why the the lack of 
buddy-buddy, for, for lack of what I put it. You know, some of the local musicians are terrific about being hand-in-hand, about promoting each other, working with each other, duetting with each other, and then you've got some that are out there that, that kind of hog it all, so to speak. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. Do you find that that's an issue amongst musicians, or is it a local issue? Or just talk a little bit about that, if you would. Oh, gosh, that's a tough one, because I don't yeah, I know. tend to surround myself with people that are like that. But oh, no. if I wanted to take a stab at it and take a guess at why they're like that, I would just mm-hmm. guess that it's some kind of confidence issue, and the only way that they can make themselves feel good about themselves is to be that way. And they're afraid of sharing the limelight. Well, I can say that. There's a lot of musicians that are just afraid of sharing the limelight instead of um, encouraging one another and helping each other grow and you know collaborating on different projects. I think they feel that if they do that, they're going to lose a piece of their popularity or their fan base or whatever the case may be. Again, I don't know this for sure, but that would be my guess, that they're just not willing to open themselves up to, hey, you know what, if I I approached it this way and I I jammed with this person or asked this person to do some shows with me, we could – we could combine our audiences and we could, you know, have a great show. We could, you know, make the venue, you know, the person that booked the venue really happy because we'd have a big crowd. You know, that's, to me, that makes sense. But I think in some people's minds that don't have maybe the confidence, they think, well, what if they like Joe Blow, whoever the other person is, what if they like them better and now they don't come to my show? Right. I could be all wet, but that's, that's what my guess would be. But well, thank I don't, you for that you know, definitely. Yeah, and especially, I, I don't know if you, I didn't hear you if you shared what the comment was that was made about me, but... Um, oh, when you, <laughs> Carrie when you, Cody has been referred you, to as a couple of different things. She's been referred to, and, and this was just, you know, vocalized to me, and you have to remember, of course, yeah. because we have such a, you know, we have a bunch of different friends, and I, you know, I know tons of people in the music business around here, so it's like, you know... You get in different circles, you hear different things. And so, you know, the person that I had spoken to had just, you know, given me this impression and said, you know, Carrie Cody just seems very hard-edged and very tough exterior and that's kind of good stuff. You know, and I'm not going to lie to you. If I had not met you and I didn't know you and I walked into a bar, I'd be like, that girl could kick my ass in three seconds flat. But I hang with Harley bikers. You know what I mean? I hang with biker women and I hang with women who are very tough. But but it's very true. And, And I think... And and that's why I talk about persona a lot of times. I think that that happens yeah. not just with musicians or girls. I think it happens with bikers. I know it does. You know, so, you know, persona, yeah. you know, just because the outside doesn't always mirror the inside. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. People need to be a little more open-minded and drink more wine. Oh, Sorry, shout out for wine. Oh, there yeah. you go, yes. <laughs> perception <laughs> is a, you, you know what, Cindy, perception is a really interesting thing, isn't it? Yes, actually, it is, because I know that I've been on that end of that dagger, and I know people have said, oh, she's such a tough ass, and she's this, and she's that, and I'm like, spend about a half hour talking to me. You'll find out right quick that there's nothing tough about me at all. I'm all mush on the outside. Um, yeah, see? You're yeah. mushy, too. Mm-hmm. There you go. And somebody's going to figure out that I'm no damn good at this radio thing, and we're going to be screwed. So right now I'm, I'm bluffing pretty damn good, I think. Because you know what? Oh, my God, Carrie, we're 45 minutes in, and doesn't it seem like we just wow. started? This is going no, well. I, think I want to say really one well. more thing about that, if you don't mind. Um, that night, sure, go right that night that you your told show? me that, <laughs> your show. The night that you told me that, I I was visibly, you know, I got kind of freaked out and upset because I'm like, really? That's just so not who I am. Yes. And yes. But I wanted to clarify something with you. I was more upset, not by what they said. People say stuff about me all day long. I mean, whatever. Sure. I was upset that I let it get to me. 
So I just wanted to let you know that right. I wasn't, because I know you felt kind of bad that you told me that. I wasn't upset. People well, called me all kinds of names. They accused me of all kinds of things that I've never done. Whatever. I know who I am. I don't care what other people say. But that it got under my skin, that's why I was upset. So I didn't want you to feel bad that you had shared that with me. I know I kind of went like, what the hell? It's midnight. You're telling me I'm a hard ass? What are you talking about? Sorry. Wow, I'm glad. No, no, that's though. what I wanted you to know. It, I wasn't upset right. with you. I was surprised. Oh no, I understand. I do. That. I understand. And I'm glad we cleared that up on the air with six thousand people listening. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Absolutely. that. I do. <laughs> so before we move off the of theater, a couple of quick questions there. Now we started with the stage yeah. fright thing. So you know when you're oh, doing yeah. something from a from a theatrical standpoint, as compared to standing in front of an audience and doing your music, which makes you more mm-hmm. nervous, or does it make you nervous? Some people don't get stage fright. I don't have stage fright. I'm dead serious. I'm. Oh my God. I, get, I get a little no. I, and then that's some people have. You know, some people do. Some people don't. I've never had. I've never had stage fright. I love being in front of people. I love being in front of an audience. Um, okay. It's. I would say. I mean, when I did theater, we were doing houses that were you know 500, 600 people a night, and. You know, and I've been on stage, you know, God bless Marcel. My first gig ever professionally was at Summerfest. And I don't even know how many people were there, but there were a lot. And I wasn't nervous then either. I don't know. I don't get, I don't know why I don't get nervous. I get excited. You know, I get the, like you sure. said, like the butterflies. I get that, right. but not where it makes me sick or, you know, like anxious. I just get like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I love being <laughs> on stage. All day long. I absolutely love it. That's absolutely awesome. Okay, last question about theater, then we're going to move on. Um, To those of you that don't know, and Carrie, you might not even know this, because I know that you follow me, but not everybody gets to pay attention to Cindy, and frankly, I don't like paying attention (laughs) to myself either, but I'm going to throw this out here. Very, very soon, I have four productions that I'm doing, two documentaries, one short film, I'm doing a play, and then I'm doing, what else am I doing? Oh, black and white silent film, and I'm going to try to to do all of this. Oh, yes. I have a production company, and, I, and it's an indie production company. And my intention oh, is you. to get all four projects. Well, thank you. I'm going to try to do all four projects this year. So if you could just give a tip to me, because now we're at the stage where I'm about to start casting people. So because you've been in that oh, business goodness. before and I have a little less experience, if I were to ask you, are there one or two things in particular that you look for that represents quality in a, you know, quality in an actor? Because everybody can say that they can act. From your experience, yeah. what, are, what are two components people can bring to the table that signifies, yeah, oh, that's, that's the type of person you want to that's work a with? Tough, that's a tough question because I honestly was never in that type of position where I got to cast anybody or do anything like that. Um, but if you just want me to talk off the cuff and, you know, throw something out there, really just like in anything else, like, I mean, I interview people because I'm a supervisor, Right. It's it's that mm-hmm. genuine quality. Um, you believe them. That's I mean that really is what it boils down to. They're going to come in and read for you. Right. Do you believe them? Are they genuine? Mm-hmm. Right. Are they are they talking to you from their heart? If they are, okay. If they seem forced, probably not your person. But yeah, I don't have. I was never unfortunately. That was one of the things I wanted to do originally. I thought it'd be really cool to be a director, a movie director, actually. Hmm. And um, yeah, obviously didn't pursue that, but. I, I've, I've honestly, I don't have any experience with that, so I'm sorry. Okay. I don't really have. So you're not going to be able to help me there. Ouch. No, Thanks I mean, a lot, Carrie. I'm a pretty good. Wow. I can read people pretty well. I mean, I can go there for you, but as far as okay. you know, professionally, if you're looking for professional actors, I don't, I don't have any experience with that. Great. Now she won't direct my program either. 
I was hoping I could like, pawn something <laughs> off on somebody, but I guess that's not going to happen. Thanks a lot, Carrie. Okay, this show is going downhill. All right, moving right along to the next <laughs> subject. Next thing you may now know about Miss Carrie Cody, voiceovers allow vocalists to display oh. the depth of their talent. Yeah. Case in point, Carrie. Carrie had been hired to do two different ones that I'm aware of, one for Ottawa University and then another for a television show pilot. So a couple questions there. First of all, were these self-solicited or no? Were they, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Were they what? I'm sorry. Were they self-solicited? Self-solicited? Um, yes. Well, yes. I Well, I told you that Ottawa, I worked at Ottawa, so that right. was kind of just an organic uh, – that just kind of happened. That evolved because they were doing a commercial and they knew that I had an interest in doing it. So I didn't get paid for that one. And I'm kind of sorry, unfortunately, that I did it because we had kind of a bad experience with them. But it was cool oh. because I got to actually experience going into a, a radio station and doing a doing a commercial spot. The um, the other one, going back to the theater, that's a good segue there. That was that was a referral through a theater friend. Okay. So I was approached to do that, and that was like gotcha. I said, that was a pilot for an animated. God, that was a long time ago. That was probably when the Simpsons first started, and you know everything was everybody was gung ho about the animated series. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a really cool experience. I had, what did I say, one cool. or two lines? I can't remember. And mm-hmm. I made a ridiculous amount of money. It was awesome. <laughs> I do that any day. That. If anybody's listening that yeah. wants somebody to do voiceovers, let me know. Oh, look at that. Here we are promoting some more there. You know, and the funny thing is, too, I know mm-hmm. that once I started doing radio, people were like, oh, you have such a great voice, you should do a voiceover. I'm like, have you really listened to my voice? Because I've had to go back and listen to my shows, which I typically will not do, by the way, because I can't stand the sound oh. of myself. And what's funny is, I'm like, dude, I sound like a boy. I'm like, I don't even know why anyone would hire me or even think about it. Because I'm like, I'm a chick that sounds like a boy. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe she wants a Demi Moore sound. You know what I mean? It's like, it's funny. I, I, just, I crack yeah. myself up in that regard. But question, how much time and yeah. temperance is needed? Like when you do a voiceover thing, I mean, you know, most of us don't go into a studio. So we don't know. Is this something that's time, you know, takes a bunch of your time, takes a bunch of your patience because you're doing it over and over and over again. Just kind of take us into that studio a little bit and tell us what that's like. Uh, my experiences with doing this were both very, very quick. So, I, I again, I've only Ooh. done the two. But um, the one was done, the, the pilot was done in somebody's home studio. So that was probably, okay. we were there for probably a couple hours tops. And um, the the radio spot for Ottawa was done, gosh, at KLH, I think it was, and that was done, gosh, that was done within an hour. So, okay. again, I, I don't have a breadth of experience with the voiceover thing, but I don't think it's something that typically, t- it's not like cutting a, you know, if you want to compare it to something like, you know, cutting a record, you know, recording a, a song, something like that, where that sure. takes 40, sure. 50 hours to do all the different parts and get it right. Um, that's not what, that's, I don't believe that's, voiceover land. I don't think that's that much time is involved. Gotcha. I understand. Now, if by some chance one of your fans or followers wants to go back and actually hear your voiceover work, is that even possible at this point? If you want to go look it up and say, I, hey, that's scary. I know her. Oh, you know, I wish. I, I never got a copy of the um, the pilot. Aww. So I, I, I don't have a copy of that. And <laughs> I'm dating myself, but the uh, Ottawa thing I had well, no, actually, it's not a cassette tape. It's not that old. I had it on a CD, but I think that uh, I think I got rid of that when we when we moved out to Waukesha. So I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything. Bummer, huh? Oh, 
I'm just going to cry right now. That's not a toasting <laughs> moment because now it we can't hear it you. That's okay. It wasn't Ouch. that big of a deal. It wasn't. It was fun, but oh, maybe there'll be gosh. something in the future, no, no. and I'll make sure <laughs> make sure to post it if I do something in the future. Yes. Let's all say this together with Carrie. Note number two for Carrie. Let's try this again. When next time we do an interview, whether it's my show or any, we're always going to say, "Why, well, yes, you can get a hold of that information, and let me tell you how. <laughs> do you want me to lie on your show, honey. Cindy? No, okay. I just want you to make it. You know, you just exaggerate a little bit. Like, of course it's out there somewhere where people can listen to it, and then you worry about there. it later. Now all you're right, like, I'll remember that next we're time. getting Sorry. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you very much. All right, no need to apologize. Your show, you're the celebrity today, not me. I'm just helping. That's all. I'm part of the crew on the side here. Carrie's a celebrity. First of all, she's on my show. And in case any of you haven't read my, my longtime mantra, and I truly believe this, which is this. Any person gets called a celebrity that comes on my show because they get on the show because they either inspire, they motivate, they entertain, both personally and professionally. But... On a side note, this celebrity on my show today, how many of you people knew this? Back in 2013, she was interviewed, Katrina Cravey Show. That's right, on live television <laughs> relative to Miss okay. Olivia's line. So a couple I questions. Was, I, yeah. What's that like walking onto a TV studio? Tell us. That was good. That was a cool experience. Um uh, Katrina's a really neat, a really neat lady, and I had the pleasure of my part-time job is just like you said, I work for um, two wonderful ladies um, for Miss Olivia's line, and they were approached by um, I forgot the name of the show. Oh gosh, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, we'll Do it. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Wine. Anyway, it's on at four <laughs> o'clock. I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, they were approached okay. to do a spot because even though they don't live, they're from here, but they um, now live, one lives in Colorado, one lives in Florida, and um, their approach is a, you know, a hometown, girls make it big kind of thing, and they were nice enough mm-hmm. to invite me along, even though it's their company, I do their, um, I do all their invoicing, I do all their accounting type stuff, and um, it was a really cool experience walking into the studio, there's, it's bigger than life, I mean, you just, it's, it's crazy. It's really kind of crazy. Katrina had us all set up. You know, you stand here, you do this, and she laid out the shots for us and said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this, and then we're gonna show the jewelry and get da 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 da." And I think we were done in less than a half an hour. Yeah, they don't mess wow. around. I was just yeah, gonna say they're so, pretty, you know, they're pretty tight ship sort of thing. But I'm sure that that's not as exciting as being on this show, right? Oh, Maybe. of course not. Absolutely. Kind of. Not. You know what? I would much rather be on radio interview. Actually, I would much rather be huh. on radio. Yeah, really? absolutely. I, Honestly, but you don't like the sound of your voice. I don't like the way I look on, on video. So, yeah, I would much oh rather be on do this all day long. Yeah, that was really absolutely. cool. And yeah. if I could give them a give them a quick shout-out, I'm so proud of them. Sure. My Miss Olivia's bosses are going to the Oscars. And <gasps> they are doing – I know, right? They are doing um, – I hope you're listening, Danielle and Megan – they are doing a gifting suite. They did this for the George Jones Tribute um, concert in Nashville, and it went over so well. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sure you are since you're in this oh, yeah. business, but the gifting suites is where you yep. take, you know, they get the swag bags, and they take their product, and the stars get to come through and take up, you know, Miss Olivia's line, amongst all the other things. Right. So because it went so well at this George Jones Tribute show, they were asked to come to the Oscars. So... They are going to oh, be. They're going to be there with. I know, and so I'm. I'm really proud of them. They've talked about people achieving their dreams, and 
going for what you want, I hands down, they are the they are the epitome of that. So very cool that's to be awesome. a small part of a company that's doing stuff like that. So yeah, and their stuff is gorgeous. So there you go. That is absolutely, absolutely awesome. And in case some of us are listening that don't know what Miss Olivia's line is, give us a quick oh, summation yeah, sorry, of what it is. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, you can find them on Facebook. You you just um, put in the search bar Miss Olivia's line, and what it is is it's um, one of a kind hand fused glass jewelry. So Megan is the artist, and she lives in Colorado, and she designs all of the jewelry. She makes it out of her home studio, and um, then Danielle is the social director. We post. She's a salesperson. So she takes care of all of the media. She, uh, she takes care of well, really everything else except for the, the bookkeeping part that I do. So together we make a pretty cool team, and it's, it's beautiful, beautiful jewelry. I've gotten quite a few people. That's we have a awesome. it's kind of a lingo with the company, and it's, we say that we have addicts because once you start buying it, you get addicted to it. So. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And if anybody by chance wants to hook up with you to get some of that Miss Olivia's line, how would they do so? Yeah. Um, you have my all my information on your page, right? They could just send me a I message do. and I could direct them to the correct links. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, no, Good. Now, thank you. We have this part of our show. Are you kidding me? It's my job to promote you, honey. That's what I do. And I'm trying to do as best as I can. That's so much pressure. I might have to start drinking at 6 o'clock somewhere. Oh, wait, it is 6 o'clock here. Time for drinking. Okay, good. It is 6 o'clock. We're going to talk, we're gonna talk about Carrie, the non-musician right now. We're just going to talk about plain old Carrie Cody because I do think that right. significantly, um, oftentimes, and I and this is inclusive of myself, you look at a musician and you think that they're almost larger than life in some regards. Not unlike an actor or other people. And we always think to ourselves, they're not like the normal person that has a normal life. Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you some things about Carrie Cody you may not know. So let's listen up, shall we? <laughs> First of all, I know, I know that she's attended Kid Rock. I've never seen Kid Rock in person. I've tried to at the Harley things and such. I'm like, that's really cool. She met Brett Michaels. And if you ladies are not yeah. liars, like myself, you'd be the first one to say, God, I'd like him in a room for a day for any reason at all. Cause he's, he's little, pretty. though. He's really little, but he's hot. Yeah, really? That was cool. Really? Yeah, he's Oh, my gosh. And does he wear as much makeup? Does he have, like, he all that makeup taped on him? Okay, that's what yeah, I thought. I'm not crazy. He, yeah, no, he was, that was a really cool experience. I mean, he was very gracious. He, you know, it was a meet and greet at, at Northern Lakes Theater. Thank you, Todd, if you're right. listening, and Gabriel. There's, that's how I got back there. And, um, you know, okay. photo op, he talks to you for a few minutes. He takes hugs you. I mean, he's very, very down to earth, very cool guy. So it was neat, but like he, he, talk about larger than life, he looks larger than life on stage, and then when you meet him, he's little. That's awesome. He, That's absolutely He's adorable, awesome. though. Yeah, I love him. adorable. I, I know it's funny, too, how people have perceptions of certain people, and then you meet them, and you're just like, oh, my God, it's like talking to your girlfriends. That's why I get such a kick out of it. When I meet some of my friends that I interview, I'm like, oh, my God, I got so nervous, and I'm like, they're wonderful. You know what I mean? Nothing like you would expect yeah. them to be. I understand. Definitely. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I also can tell you, Carrie likes, and this is personal observation and or while I'm out with her, I've also noticed this, she consumes wine. She consumes Cosmos. And she consumes martinis because I look on her page just to see what kind of martini she's going to post. <laughs> so here's my question to you. This is entertainment over here. I have never yeah. attempted in my life. I can't believe it because I've made everything in my life but a martini. So can you tell me how to make a martini? Because my dumb ass doesn't know how. Not I have no lie. idea how to make no a martini, clue. dude. 
no clue. Okay, um, number three, for time the record, on the list. We say, let me get back to you on that, to, Cindy. Yes, After. yes, Cindy, I know how to make a wonderful martini. I'll show you how to make Ding. one. Why don't you come over? Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yes. Well, I can't because I'm interviewing someone right now, but maybe later. Just saying. But, but no, here, I just I'm thought you might know. Absolute. Yeah, no, I don't, but I'm going to tell you, talk about promoting. I have a um, very good friend, Stelio, whose family owns the Five Bucks Steakhouse on State Street and like 24th and State. And their bar are some of the best in the city. And if you want a martini, really? you go there and have one. Oh, yeah, those raspberry chocolate ones that I post about, that's where I have that. Yes. And, I mean, they make oh other drinks that's out cool. sweet, too. But it's a cool, it's a really cool bar, and they have some of the best bartenders in the city. So if you want a martini, awesome. let's go there. Yeah, yeah. hello, because, okay, that'll go along with my imaginary date that I sent a shout-out for that I'm still waiting on. I'll be oh, wait, that might take another day. Yeah, <laughs> except you're not single, so that really doesn't help, but I'm over it. You know, well, downtown true. dates are almost as fun. They are, and speaking of which, what a perfect intro into my next thing. Get this. You know what's really cute? You go on Carrie's page, and here's how she, she literally puts it as such, because I interviewed Jordan Ansel. He said the same thing on my show, which is she does these official date nights. It's so cute because she'll, like, post up her husband, with other women, which I laugh at because I'm like, dude, where's the Carrie, you know, <laughs> Carrie and her husband thing, right? So it's just, I think it's yeah. so cute and so it, it's so sweet. And I, and I also want to share this with you because I like to embarrass people. So I'm going to make you talk about this in a minute. What I find so neat is um, there were wedding vows that were on your page, uh, you know, when I went back and I traced and I took a look and, and I read this amazing thing that your husband had said to you. And so um, oh, just tell yeah. us a little bit about your love story. Tell the love story because you know what? I, I love, I love as much as I complain about how single huh? I am and I'm still single and sickening. You people give me help because, it, it, you know, you and a big shout out to Marcel and, and to Heather and some of the other couples that I see, it, it rejuvenates my, my hope. And my belief that faith, real, yeah. true, concreted love, you know, is out there. And, and yeah. I can speak from experience. I can tell you right now. I used to think that her husband was, like, chained in the basement because every time I go out, I never see him. <laughs> he's I, in a I cage. He's, he's in a cage. I know. I'm like, dude, I should make her make Casey come on the show right now, like, just to prove he lives. Yeah. And maybe someone can just yeah, call in me and let me know he lives. But, no, on a very serious note, the fact that she speaks so highly, and, and kudos to your husband on this, I have to say this, the fact that he is so supportive and so non-insecure and then he's just like honey go out and hang with your friends and sing and there's no jealousy and there's no insecurity so tell us a little bit about how you became Mrs. Carrie Cody oh goodness um the short version is that uh we met in a bar (laughs) gosh and I had actually gone I know surprise because that's I never am in a bar I had gone, the year was 1996, I had been at the Waukesha State, not Waukesha State, Waukesha County Fair, seen the Love Monkeys, another good friend of mine, John Hauser, and um, I went to this bar called Doopies afterwards, doesn't exist anymore, it's in Pewaukee, and I was supposed to be meeting this other guy that, you know, I kind of had an interest in. Turns out he was there already by the time I got, you know, there after the fair, and he was with somebody else. Not cool. So, um had met Casey's friend Scott a couple times through mutual friends, and uh, he was there. And so I said, okay, I'm not going to leave. I want to watch the band, and I want to hang out and have a good time. So I ended up hanging out with him and his friend Scott all night. The band played um, Marshall Tucker, Can't You See?, and he asked me to dance. My husband doesn't dance. I don't know why we were dancing that night, but I knew, and everybody thinks I'm full of it, but I knew that at that time, at that dance, that we were going to end up together. We had never gone on a date. Okay. 
we nothing. And so it just evolved from there. We became friends and started hanging out. We watched, you know, went out to see the bands, et cetera. And he was in a, a pretty tumultuous relationship. He was married for a short time prior to me. And um, okay. he had some pretty big walls that we had to break down. And fast forward, I got the walls broken down. And um, a few years later, he proposed, 1989, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's kind of funny. Um, he proposed to me, and two years later, we were married. And that's the best decision I ever made. Yeah. Kudos. He's a great guy. And that's he, awesome. He doesn't, he doesn't stay home because he doesn't like, you know, to come out and support me, as you said. He's just kind of a homebody. <laughs> he's not, he's no, not as totally social I totally as I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. I totally understand so, that completely, you know. So, you know what? We're going to raise a glass because now I officially have wine. And I'm a little mad because nobody brought me Moscato. Heather didn't come. Carrie didn't come. Nobody brought me Moscato. So, I'm drinking red. I don't even know what it is. Oh. It's a bottle. It's a really nice, mm. fancy bottle, though. This one's for Casey. Husband. Cheers. I'll, I'll drink to that. Cheers. Yeah, I'm yeah. a very lucky girl. If he's listening, I, um, should be drinking. Yes, you are. He's, he's, uh. Um, but just keep in mind, great gals pick up their yeah, girlfriends. Absolutely. Oh, that's what? wonderful. It is. Yeah. You know, good gal pals just hook up other good gal pals with other people. So if it can happen for other girls, maybe one of the girls listening, <laughs> you just hook me up. Okay, but enough about that because I'm still waiting for Kiefer Sutherland, Ray Liotta. Who else on my list? Oh, yeah, those are my celebrities. Oh, Ray Liotta. That's an interesting one. I did Kiefer. I don't know about Ray Liotta. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. I have a I have a huge thing with Italians. I've always had things with, you know, one of my kids, their father's Italian. I, I adore Italians in general, culture, food, the wine, the, the dialect, the whole nine yards. They're wonderful, wonderful people, but they're terrible. I mean, they cheat constantly, um, and there's things that come along with it that aren't pretty, but God love us. You know, it's kind of like the Harley guy on a bike. It's like I can't resist oh, the gosh, tattoos, yeah. the bike, the Italians. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to, like, I don't know. Maybe I'll auction myself off before Valentine's Day. We'll see. And then Carrie could have another gig. We could have, let's auction Cindy off for a gig. Let's have Carrie Squared right. play. We'll have all our musician all friends right. come. It'll be lovely. It'll be wonderful. See? I'm in. See how much fun we're having? I think we're doing good. We are having fun. And we're not drunk. This is good. This is good. We're not drunk. All right. No, a little more no. on the, not yet. Don't worry. We're working on it. A little more personal stuff about her. A, she likes 24. Holla. Love that. Oh, Let me tell you why. Yeah. Because my my comedic short film is all about, it's a comedic short film, and it literally is all about my journey over 24 months to get an interview and a date with Kiefer Sutherland. And you didn't know that one, oh, did you? I nope. didn't know that, no. It's going to be mine. You betcha. And here's the kicker. I'm going to be meeting him. Don't tell anyone, though. <gasps> really, don't tell anybody. But no. Um, so I'm very excited about that one. So I love 24. But you know what? They're talking about bringing 24 back with minus the Kiefer. What is that? That's not 24. What, what is no. that? Right? Why no. do we even bother? I call it I mean, something hello. Else. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. She also has a flair for Ellen. Top shelf. Aerosmith, never seen, always want to. Steven Tyler, kind of sexy in his own way. Stevie Nicks, right on the list. So let me just ask you something, Carrie Cody. I've been working for a month now on getting her to come on my show. So let's go right there right now. If I can get her on the show, want to co-host? Oh, yeah. Are you Absolutely. dead? Absolutely. Hello? Okay. <laughs> like really? you just got silent there. Like, yes. You know, I the best part about having your own show with your name on it is I get to pick anybody I want. I can tell anybody I want that I want them on my show. So I'm like, I want Stevie Nicks. She was on American Horror Story. She is the ultimate gas slash everything. She's like, I can't even tell you how much I like her. So I need her on my show. Oh. So if she comes on, let's go home. Let's make a night of it. Let's, we'll get wine. We'll talk. American Horror Story, we'll talk Fleetwood Mac, we'll talk Rihanna, we'll talk all sorts of stuff. I would love that. I'd love I would, to co-host. I would I've never be honored. That would be awesome. Anyone. 
I think you would. And you have that personality where it's kind of like you could just shut me up. It's rare that anybody comes on and they get a word in edgewise because I just keep talking, as you can see. <laughs> but I think our flow is good. I think we're well, right? Am I wrong? I think we Am I overshadowing? No. No. Not well, we're all. not done yet. Oh, cool. So, oh, yeah. goodness. I, I Wait, the Stevie Nicks thing uh, was pretty – I think that was a good finale right there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, the thing with this is this, though. Here, see, they put her out in the finality, but they have her on, what, 10 minutes total the whole season? Stevie Nicks could be on in a whole episode. She could be a whole episode. Do you follow me? She could. So I'm kind of like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what my thought is. So that's a little bit of personal stuff. So let's get back to the professional carrier. She'll kick my ass because this is supposed to be about her, and we're talking about stuff. Um, you know, we can talk about whatever, stuff. man. Yes. See, drink more wine. I love it. She's getting comfy. I'm getting comfy. We're going to talk about what I call uh, some of your past proprietors of paychecks, because that's basically what they are in essence. Two big important ones, ACA and, of course, Gerard Entertainment. I'm certain that not everybody knows that you have that past with these places. So first and foremost, Mm -hmm. I would imagine that promotion must have been pivotal to success in these particular firms. First question for you. Are there what you would call more or less steadfast statutes to successful promotion of people in general? that you found? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. You cut out. I'm so sorry. Say that one more oh, time. Oh, I'm sorry. See, that's the cell phone thing. Sometimes I get a little nervous. I know. We did really um, good, but now the cell phone's not We did. No, no, that's okay. Are, are, there call, are there so-called steadfast statutes that you adhere to for what you find to be successful promotion of people? Meaning are there just steadfast certain rules on your list? Like, okay, if you want to be successful promoting yourself or others, this is what you do. Oh, gosh, no. I think that it's, I think promotion is very unique to the individual or the group that you're promoting. I don't think that anything in this, if you're talking promoting in music, if that's what you're referring okay. to, I don't think I, there's I'm, any I'm rules in general. for anything, just in general. Really? Yeah, no, I don't think, you know, I, I'm not, again, I'm not a professional promoter. I, I've always enjoyed promoting my friends, and now I get to, I'm blessed to get to promote my own project. So, you know, I've just kind of made it up. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of made it up, like you said, bullshit. <laughs> As I went along, um, well, it's, it's true. There's no book. There's no. There's no how to. There's no uh, promoting for dummies. Well, maybe there is. I don't know that. But um, no, I don't think there are any steadfast. I think that again, we go back to the genuine thing. I think if you have a project and you are passionate about what you do and you're a genuine person, if you get the word out there, people will. You know, if you build it, they will come. That kind of thing. I, I don't like think there's an definitely. I don't think there's a checklist of things that you need to do, I guess is what I'm saying. I think no, you know, I other than the obvious of so you need to you know, you need to keep visible on Facebook, et cetera, you know, on the social media, the Twitter, all that good stuff. I mean, those are pretty obvious. Right. But yeah, no, I don't I don't have any steadfast rules for that. No. Sorry. <laughs> Interesting. Like for instance, I'm yeah. gonna say that I know there's supposed to be some eloquent way to do this, but since of course again my show we can just do these continuous shout outs. So for instance, if we wanted to mention something like L&K Specialties, all your auto needs, anybody looking for auto repair, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, L&K My Specialties, Lon, threw that hey. right out there. Exactly. Shout out to Lon. Hey, let's toast Lon. Moment. Let's I, toast Lon. I, I love go, Lon. Lon. I love L&K Lon. Specialties. Yes. Look <laughs> them up on Facebook, L&K Specialties, Lon Wall, W-A-L-L. Yes. All of you are getting the notice for a check after this show. Is it this right? We're promoting everybody in the city. Thank you very much. Okay, next question in reference to that. Um, obviously, I wanted to notate that you provided promotion for different individuals, few in point, of course, Scotty Meisner, Rob Anthony, that guy, Gabriel Sanchez. And I know that you had automatically thrown that slip in, so let me mention it again. I know that you had collaborated with Gabe on the song Love That's In Your Eyes. 
Um, so because we're all about the promotion, talk to me about that song. Because, of course, in case you all don't notice this, let me just say for 35 seconds, February, I have the honor, and I mean the esteemed honor, of hosting Gabriel Sanchez. Um, and I find it an honor for a couple of different reasons. First of all, he's probably one of the most genuine, um, most wonderful, and, and kind-hearted people I know outside of the music world. Second of all, he is one of the best performers, not only the way he plays and the way he sings, but how non-selfish he is. Third of all, um, he's doing something for me, and he's collaborating on a song for myself that's very personal to me. So thank you very much, and I know you're listening, Gabriel. Okay, but enough. We're not doing the Gabe show. We talked about that. No, but do talk about the song because you we do went have to promotion there. time. I know, right? I feel like a tear coming on. Just kidding, but no, seriously. Let's talk about the sh- let's talk about the song a little bit, and then this way, kind of people can get excited sure. about the show coming up, um, or that there's a Absolutely. Kickstarter campaign. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that either. Okay, okay go ahead, go. Gabe, I don't love think this in your eyes. Talk to me. Sure. Oh, um, damn. Gabe just recorded a song called "Love That's in Your Eyes," and when you say that I collaborated mm-hmm. him with him, we're going back to the whole choir thing. That's. I, I didn't write the song or anything, so I'll be clear about that. Um, but I was part of the the choir that was in, you know, was recorded for the song with 15, 16 other people. What a great experience that was! Some of the best musicians in town. That was very cool. He, um, it's a beautiful song. The song is it's done, it's mastered, it's it's ready to go. He is um, currently working on finishing up the music video which is amazing. Okay. There's a gentleman named Dan that he's good friends with who is a phenomenal, uh, he's a phenomenal, via- what's the word, videographer? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. And videographer, it, yep. I've seen, I've seen a rough cut, and it's crazy. It's just, it's wonderful. And so my involvement with that, you asked about promotion. Um, I'm not, I'm in the video, you know, we, were, we shot the video the other night, so again, a bunch of friends came out and helped. We've got a great support network. It's so cool. And the song sounds awesome, and he is going to be doing, I know he's going to play the song for you on your show, so very excited about that. Yes. And he's going to be starting, a, well, I hope he is, he's, um, he's going to be starting a crowdfunding campaign, which I'm sure he will tell you all about when you sit down with him. Right. And we're going to try to get some of his other originals onto a CD. So this is like the, the starting point. This is the first single. And uh, hopefully we'll raise some money and we'll be able to put a full CD together. Got a really cool vision. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spill the beans about that. That's his that's his story, but he'll he'll tell okay. you about it. And if, if it comes yeah, to fruition, I'll tell you right now, Cindy. Tell you here and tell you now. It's gonna be something you're gonna want to promote because there's nobody else in the city that's doing it. So it's gonna Aww, be it's gonna be quite an experience. Awesome. That's really yeah, cool. And I have some surprises for him too. So I am I'm very excited good. to have him on my show because I like. I like to surprise people, and I like to make them, like, have emotion, like I told you. I mean, people go on my show, and they cry, and it weirds me out. I'm like, they cry, or they get speechless. I'm thinking you're going to, you're not going to cry, but I do think I can hopefully make you speechless by the end of this conversation. It's really cool. I like having that ability. You know, I think I want us to have fun, but I want there to be a higher purpose to this. So, yeah, so um, a couple quick questions before we move on to the next thing. Um, If I were to ask you, do you feel, because you spend so much time promoting everyone else, how good are you promoting yourself, do you think? I think I can hold my own. I've, I've, really? I've got a, oh, sure, I've got a little experience in that. And I think, you know what, I think it's harder to promote yourself than it is to promote other people. I would right. I think anybody would agree right. with me. And that's why you, like Correct. when you say you don't see the invites up from certain people or you don't know about a show, I don't think it's because mm-hmm. people are spacing out and forgetting to do it. I think sometimes it's just really hard because you think, oh, my gosh, if I post one more thing, people are going to get sick of me. So 
Right. I think that I think that um, I do a decent job of it. I don't want to inundate people with you know information about the shows, but I, I keep people informed, and that's I think that's what everybody wants. They want to know they can put it on their calendar. Bim bam, you know, let's go. I think you do a decent job. Right, as long as we remember the keywords, which are, yes, Cindy, I know how to do that, or yes, yes Cindy, Mrs. radio I, show yeah, hosts, I, I know yes, how to Cindy. do that. I, I, Always elude that confidence. Always elude that <laughs> confidence. And before I forget, <laughs> I okay, and I'm on one glass of wine right now, folks. Before I forget, Scotty Meisner, shout out to Scotty Meisner, Majestic Mud, total doll. Love him, love him, love him. He makes me <laughs> laugh, he makes me smile. God needs to clone that boy because if he were single, man, I'm telling you, perfect guy. <laughs> oh, boy, guy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We didn't just say that on national radio with 6,000 people listening. But, yes, no, I told him I to his that. face, and God loved that boy. Scott's a total terrific guy. Toast to Gabriel Sanchez if you got any more wine left because I'm sure you do. So here's to the big one, I'm Mr. Toasting. Gabriel Sanchez. Totally looking forward to this, and I think I'm just going to say this real quickly because I've told this Carrie off camera. I'm going to say this on, on camera. Let's try that again. On air, let me just say this on much. Air, yeah. I am shocked, 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 and, I, and I'm sure this may or may not shock Gabriel. And I've said this. If you've ever seen Carrie, it's almost like Gabriel and Carrie are attached at the hip. It's almost like the best friend husband. Do you know what I mean? Like you have a husband, and then like Gabriel's your best friend husband. So I've said to her a hundred times over, I'm like, good God, people, when are you going to collaborate already? I'm like, doesn't it seem natural that they should collaborate? Because they're together all the time, right? Just, saying. Oh, just so because we're together all the know, time doesn't mean I have. Yeah. But that's no, cute. but you know what I'm saying, that. though, right? No, yeah. definitely, though, seriously. Okay, we only have, have, like, three have more points left. I have a lot of friends I'm attached. Yeah, okay. Right, I agree with you, definitely. Isn't this going by so fast? It doesn't even seem like it's been an hour and 20 minutes, does it? Oh, goodness, no, not at all. I know, right? And we're not even done yet, but I'm working on it. Little by little by little here. Okay, so next order of business we want to talk about here. And this is what I would call a somber statement, and when I make it, you'll know why, of course. Um, our community, of course, as a whole, was completely both, we all embraced and enjoyed Paul Zant as a performer and a person, of course. Now, oh, I was yeah. made aware, and I found out, of course, you know, Pulse had played your birthday one year. Um, maybe you could just share one story about uh, about him, I should say, regarding his memory in your mind, because, of course, we all uh, agree with him. Uh, um, yeah, Paul, um, Paul was a great guy. I only had the pleasure of knowing him for a few years. Uh, gosh, yeah. He, um, very talented, very sincere. Talk about humble. Talk about just genuine person and taken way too soon from us. Um, yes, yes, I had a birthday party. I'm kind of known for throwing a big birthday party. That's my favorite time of year, my birthday. And it mm-hmm. just happened that Pulse was playing at the casino, which, of course, is one of my favorite places. And I was able to, I think I'm, I'm not sure Gabriel will have to confirm this, but I think I'm the only person that's ever sat in with Pulse. And they had me come up and do a song that night, and that Paul was playing, of course, and he was always so encouraging to everybody, not just me, but he's, you know, he Aww. knew that I was working on getting a project going, and I, I'll tell you this, he, he would always say, I want you to do Lita Ford, and I haven't learned it yet, Aww. but someday I'm going to learn Kiss Me Deadly. And that's going to be for Paul every time I sing it. But I know that he is. Nice. His, his wife is a doll. Um, you know, his kids are great, and right. we were all very, very shocked, obviously. But yeah, he was. Right. Of course. It doesn't get any better than that. He he was he was a wonderful man. He was a wonderful man. Definitely, definitely brings up another toast, doesn't it? Here's to our dear friend Paul. Yeah. Hunt, our new Absolutely. angel, I should say. Here's to you, Paul. We miss you very much. And to any of you that may not have ever heard of Pulse before, Tracy Sparks. 
good friend, along with Paul Zant, along with Gabriel Sanchez, who happens to be in that band. Isn't that ironic? Another shout-out for Gabriel Sanchez. Look at that. <laughs> Definitely check out Pulse on Facebook or go find one of our friends because, honestly, they are amazing, absolutely amazing. And I've seen them, and I love it, and I, I just I love them. I love them completely, friends, performances, and otherwise. Okay, Me moving too. right along. Carrie and myself both are obviously firm advocates in the area of charity, both of us. Um, history has hailed that your handiwork was offered to a couple different places. First of all, you helped to organize the Flesh Family Benefit. And, of course, January 25th will be the benefit for Rosalie Ritzman. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. yes, the third time had been for, of course, uh, Love for Life Benefit for Becky. So for those who are totally mm-hmm. in the dark in regards to Becky Smith, of course, she was a landmark love to Carrie who lost her life to lung cancer. So I have a couple of different questions in reference to her first before we proceed along. Um, for those of us who are unfamiliar, give us kind of the, the short version tale of Becky and what she meant to you professionally and personally. Oh, gosh. Now that's when you're going to make me cry, huh? Okay, we're going to go to Becky. Um, Becky, Got to go there. Great... Yeah, that's okay. No, I, I and I've told you this. I can trace pretty much everybody I know back to Becky, so I'm happy to talk about her. Mm-hmm. I met Becky mm-hmm. in middle school. She was a pivotal person in, uh, gosh, she just, she was, she taught me to be my own person and to not care about what other people thought about me. That was a lesson that I learned from her way back in middle school. She was the most individual person you will ever meet and did not give a crap about what anybody thought. Um, we, like I said, we went to middle school together. We went to different high schools. We didn't see each other for a really long time. We reunited through a band, again, in a bar, and my whole life in a bar, and reconnected at that point. And professionally, she she was in a band called Gerard back in the day, which, again, Lon, shout out to Lon. He was in that band, too. And they were kind of they were kind of it band back in the day. And she was like the glue. And I've heard many people say this. In her family, she was like that. And also with the different bands that she was in. She just brought people together. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about her. I have a picture of her on my desk at work. And she just, she made such an impact on people even after she passed because, you know, we did the benefit for her. And there were people that you know, came together to help that had never even met her. I mean, it, it was crazy the amount, the outpouring of love that we had for that benefit. And to this day, I still have people that ask me about her and or they tell me a story about what a difference she made in their life. So if it wasn't for Becky, let's just do it real, the math real quick. If it wasn't for Becky, I would have never met Keith Pulvermar, I would have never met Marcel Guyton. I would have never met Marcel Guyton. I would have never been asked to be in a van that late at Summerfest, mm-hmm. you know, 25 right. years later. You know, it's it's, right. it's crazy, and it it all traces it all traces back to her somehow. And there was a reason she was in my life, and I miss her. I miss her every single day. And I know that she's looking she's looking over her two beautiful little girls, Emma and Millie. I hope they're listening in Arizona. And mm. um, yeah, she was a she. Anybody you talk to would tell you the same thing. You talk to Marcel, you'll make him cry. Okay. Seriously, you'll make the man cry. Sure, um, sure. All of I us. I don't think she had any enemies, and she she she's the reason. I think she was the first person that got me on stage. As a matter of fact, I sang Vogue with Gerard. That was the first time I was ever with a band. I think on stage. Mm-hmm. I guess so. she's like, yeah, I'll have her up here. So yeah, I mean, we could we could have a whole show about Becky, but that's oh, I'm sure. The short version I is I've known her for yeah. If. Uh, if I were to ask you if there was one life lesson that she passed along to you that you keep or revere or you live on a daily basis, what would you tell me? 
just be you. Just be you. Don't buy into any of the crap. Don't care about what anybody says about you. Just be you. That's that's as simple mm-hmm. as it gets. Perfect. Because your life perfect. do what you do. Yep. Yep. That's as easy. Life now, is not this difficult. So now we're in a very tricky, slow area here because it's not very often that I get teared up on my show. So I have to be very careful oh, how I hear this next question. So I'm going to try very hard. All right. You may not know this, but people that follow me and watch my uh, page regularly know that um, my best friend has stage four lung cancer, and he's terminal. Oh, I'm so sorry, I did not know that. So uh, I have uh, in my uh, in, and what I was alluding to with Gabriel is, is Gabriel is being kind enough to um, lend a song that he did, and he's going to take my best friend's daughter and and pipe her into that song, and then that song Aww. is going to be representative of him and I've started a support group and I've done a benefits and I've promised to do benefits and I keep hoping that um so it's coming to the question because if I don't I'm going to cry so okay sure you know his prognosis is six months to two years and I refuse to give up I I just refuse to, to I need five years so my question to you because you're more versed in this area than I and that he's still here um and I'm trying to figure out uh, if there's one way, and that's the people in general who are listening. How can we help those people or, or those that are suffering? How can we make it easier for them? Not for me, but oh, easier gosh. for him. Man, that's a tough oh. question. I, I, gosh, I don't know. Um, I think I, I honestly don't have a good answer. I mean, I know. I don't have a good answer for you, but I think that living in the moment and being, um, and you know, not treating somebody like I know you wouldn't be, but just being very cognizant of, you know, not treating somebody like you know they might only have six months left to live. You know what I mean? Like, right. Just, just living in the moment, and I, there, you know, we all wish we could do more, and that's the frustrating part. You know, there's, there's only so much power we have, but. You know, when you're with that person, you just have to make the most of every every single minute that you have together. And yeah, I got nothing. I don't. I I wish I had a magical answer for you, but it's well, you're never coming back on this show. Nobody with. makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, god. Yeah, it's an oh, awful. Goodness. It's an awful thing. <clears throat> you betcha. Okay, so let's turn that sucker around and make a toast up. So to Becky and of course to my very best friend. Mikey, to both of them. Oh, Mikey. Here's to them. Absolutely. Well, that was just too much damn sadness, so let's move on to something else there, because I only got two big (laughs) points for you, and then we got surprises coming, so this is getting good now. So enough of that sadness there. Okay. Speaking of inspirations for Carrie Cody, if anybody knows her or friends her or even looks at her wall, one of the two predominant things you're going to find out about are two more female um, influences that are very, very close to you, and I want to know the reasons why they mean so much to you outside of their familial collection, connection, excuse me, which would be, of course, your mother and your grandmother. So I know that, of course, that they're not musically inclined, but maybe talk a little bit about what significance they've held in your life. What, what have they impressed upon you that have made you the woman you are today? Oh, goodness. Um, well, my mom is just my everything, uh, the strongest woman I know raising a, a daughter, a, you know, single mother raising a daughter type thing. And she, she's like, you know, here's what it is. She supports me no matter what. She's 
here for me unconditionally. She's my best friend. Okay. I mean, there's nothing I can't tell her. There's nothing that is off limits. And she just wants best for me, and I want the best for her. So she it's just the encouragement. It's the knowing that you have somebody in your life, you know, and that's like my husband too, quite honestly, just knowing that you have that person that will do, you know, they would lay down for you. You know, there's the semi coming. I'm going to take that for you because I will do anything for you. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense, yeah. in fact, and, 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 and that's so refreshing to hear. Yeah, I, I've, I've never fought with my mother. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, even as a teenager. I've always respected my mother, even to this day. She, if I, I don't get really out of line, but if I say something that might be a little bit off, she still has a tone that I'll stop. I mean, and I'm, I'm in my 40s, and I still go, whoa, I better back off, because she earned that respect. Right. And I don't get these kids right. that don't respect their parents. But anyway, no, she's just, you know, her too. Be you. You are you are perfect the way you are. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. And that's what you need to hear. That's what all of us need to hear. And my grandma, yes. she's she um she's getting up there now and but her too. She lived she lived back in the day when things were a lot different. You know, she's almost ninety years old. So the stuff right. that she had to put up with with a, a husband that was not really that pleasant and she made it through. She raised three children. And she's just a strong cookie. And her, too, just, you want to do that, Carrie? You go out and do that. So it's just, it's that unconditional love is really what it is. I like that. That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I yeah. have two more big points, and then we're getting to surprises. We're getting closer. God, this is exciting. Okay. First of which, okay. an interview with Carrie Cody would not be ideally complete without mentioning our very, very good friend. And the last time he came on my show, Word on the Street was, he got himself three more gigs. Holla! That's oh. what we like to hear on this uh, radio show. My son, they're talking yeah. Marcel. Yeah. yeah. In case some of you don't know. Carrie Cody was a guest vocalist with Marcel's band, Were You Not? And that would be, of course, none other than the Rhythm Kings. The Rhythm Kings. Talk to us a little bit about Marcel. Talk to us a little bit how you got that opportunity with Rhythm Kings. Marcel is the ultimate professional. He is the piano man. He is a class act, and he's a very good friend, as you know. Um, I was out at the jam at Havana a couple years ago and bumped into him after many years. I sang a song that night, and he came up to me and was like, so what are you doing? You in a band? You know, what's up? And I'm like, no. He's like, why not? And I said, I don't know. Nobody ever asked me. I, I mean, I was just being serious. I wasn't trying to be cocky. I was just being serious. And he goes, hmm. And he gets that look on his face like, hmm. And the wheels are spinning. Well, there were a couple conversations back and forth. And he asked me, he asked me to sing with the band. And I've done a, a few gigs with them, a handful of gigs. And I've heard him say that whenever he needs a female vocalist, he won't sing with anybody other than me, which is quite a compliment. And uh, like I said, the first gig that I ever did professionally was with the Rhythm Kings at Summerfest 2013. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So I absolutely adore Marcel. I respect him. And, you know, you can learn a lot. A little side note, there's nobody else in town that you could go to a happy hour and the entertainer is getting people to do, like, the electric slide or wobble or something like that. Right. Marcel can. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All day long. Yes. Yeah. And we certainly don't want to take away from Carrie, but let me just say this much about Marcel. We had such a wonderful time. So I hear from what I'm told, the feedback on the interview was amazing. <laughs> well, you know, and, and what's really cool about interviewing Marcel was, first of all, 
I got to bust out the fact that Heather was his girlfriend because dumbass, that's me, didn't really know that that was. I'm like, who's the blonde chick that's in the pictures? Oh, look, it's Heather. And then I come to find out that Heather's a girlfriend. I come to find out that he gets all these gigs. And then what do I do? I make a stupid bet about the Packer football game, and guess what? Now Cindy Mish is sharing a stage with Marcel. Scared. (laughs) Way scared. (laughs) Really afraid. I'm like, dude, you better hope that you're not asking me to sing because this is totally going to freak me out. So I'm like, okay. So for all of you that are out there and about there, and I know Marcel, you're at a gig, so you can't listen to us right now, I'm not going to lie. Go see Marcel. Go see Marcel anytime you can go see him. Do you know why? He's humble. He's a doll. He's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. He has truly become an actual legitimate good friend of mine, and, and he's just so giving of himself in his music, with his time, with his friends. Absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. hands down. And you know what? His girlfriend's pretty kick-ass. I'm not going to lie about that one right now. <laughs> So let's do a toast. We'll toast to Marcel, Rhythm Kings, and, and Heather. Heather. We're going there. Toast it up, people. Clink. This right, we're going to be drunk in about 10 more minutes. But that's not a bad thing. Because you know what? You're almost no. rid of me. Wow. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I don't we, want to be We're getting close here, baby. Oh, that's a sweet <laughs> moment there. Okay, a couple quick business things we've got to take care of and then on to the surprises. First of all, I don't want to forget to mention this. On a social media-wise, she is on YouTube www.carriesquared.com is the website where you can find out information about where she's playing and about herself and the amazing Carrie Miller. And on Facebook, she's got herself the personal page. Of course, Carrie, last name Cody, C-O-D-Y, for those of you who are not familiar, and that's Carrie with a C because some of you might be out of state. Second of all, they have established up a Facebook page for Carrie Squared, and that's Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, Squared. Any other place where people can find you on social media because I don't want to forget anything there. Nope, you covered. you covered the whole thing. Okay, wonderful. You, Second business thing. You're quite welcome. That's my job, doll. Second of all, January 25th, 2 o'clock, Luna yes. and Calhoun, yes. benefit for Rosalie Ritzman. Didn't even know about this until Carrie told me. So here's what's exciting about this. First of all, I'm not wearing my radio show hat on Sunday, and I've got no kids. So guess where I'm going? Luna and Calhoun. You're going to see me. Yay. You're going to see Carrie. I'm going to be in a dress. Carrie's going to be outshining me. Surprise! But we're both going to be there. <laughs> and we're both supporting Rosalie. So why don't you yeah. give us that 60-second spiel about why everybody needs to go to the Rosalie Ritzman Benefit on Sunday, 2 o'clock, Saloon and Calhoun. Sure. Um, a good friend of mine, Carla, her mom was diagnosed last April with stage 4 breast cancer, and she unfortunately um, passed six months later. She she left us. She gained her angel wings in December. And so I was approached by a mutual friend, there's a you know there's a small group of us that organize this. I certainly didn't do this by myself, and it's going to be a wonderful afternoon, a celebration of Rosalie's life. Money is being raised through a silent auction and raffle prizes or raffle drawings, I should say, to raise money for the family to offset you know those medical bills, how they you know how they add up and right. funeral expenses, et cetera. So Saluna and Calhoun is uh, one of our favorite bars. We're so happy that they agreed to host. The event. Thank you to Dave and Janine for that. And the Three Little Pigs, which is comprised of Scott Bellamure, Gabriel Sanchez, and Russ Greeley this Sunday. They're going to provide live entertainment. So where else are you going to see live music on a Sunday? And um, there's, you know they have great food there. People can come for lunch. They can listen to some music. They can bid on with great silent auction items and, like I said, raffle items. And 
all the money is going to go to Carla and her family. So I'm really, really cool. honored to be a part of that, and I hope that everybody will come out and show their love. I know they have a GoFundMe site as well. Um, if anybody's interested in doing that who's listening who is you know, not local, please feel free to inbox me and I can I can get you that information. But how awful. She's she's an only child like I am, so it has a special place that hit home when I found out about her mom, her mom being her best friend too. Mm-hmm. And I can't right. I can't fathom. I can't imagine what that feels like. So I hope that everybody will come out and show love and just um celebrate Rosalie's life. Definitely. Wonderful. Now and before I'm glad we get to the surprises. There, so thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Anytime, my dear. Two quick things I want to cover on a business perspective, because most of you that are listening are in the Milwaukee area, and I don't know if you saw this on my page, Carrie, but I want to do a quick shout-out about this, because most people that are listening right now are from the local area. I'm going to be going to New York in the first week of February. I interviewed Sister Grace Miller from the House of Mercy Homeless Shelter. One of the things that I'm attempting to do is to get a total of 50 boxes of clothing to take to New York with me. I'm driving down there, and I have 10 boxes so far. I need 40 more boxes, people. So if anybody that's in town or in New Jersey and New York City that's listening, I'll take anything. Men's clothing, women's clothing, I'll take boots, I'll take coats, I'll take toys, I'll take anything. People have been so generous. So I just want to say thank you so much to everybody that's been donating. Um, personal message me or email me or inbox me. Let me know if you have anything. Even if it's just a box, it makes a difference. We're trying to house 42 people. I need to come up with that and $30,000. So I'm doing an event. That's and I'm wonderful. So kudos to everybody that's helping, but we got to keep helping up until February 2nd or 3rd to give it to me. So I want to do that. And a toast, because this happened right before we came into the radio, which is why I was crying. So I really quickly wanted to say this. Thank you so much to everybody that's been instrumental. And I don't know, again, Carrie, if you've watched my page or not. My son, my 10-year-old son, of course, is a seizure disorder patient. And so yeah. um, we got news before the, uh, before the show. That's not good. So um, oh, I should probably okay. say two things. That's it's not your fault, doll. Uh, this is just how it works. Know, so thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who who sends prayers and good thoughts and sunshine. And Sarah David Parker, uh, Sarah, I just got your message. So thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that takes five seconds to volunteer time and efforts and listen to me whine and cry and pray for my son and send good thoughts. So this last toast before we get to your surprises for my son Kerwin. Um, yeah. We need some good news. So to Kerwin, to no more seizures, my buddy Kerwin. Absolutely. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, on to good stuff. Last portion of the show, we got two things. If you've listened to Marcel's show, which I know you did, the last thing I'm going to do before okay. I hang up with you is I'm going to tell you what I think of you. But before I tell you what I think of you, okay. remember when I said that we were going to have a surprise? Now, I couldn't get yeah. any Nancy Wilson from Heart. It sucks because I didn't get them, but I got someone. Yeah. So just be quiet for 30 seconds, okay? So just hold on. Hold on. Hello? Hi. Hello. Guess who? I had to have Gabriel Sanchez on your show. How could I not? (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you you why Gabriel Sanchez is on this show. There were two surprises that I wanted to talk about. So the reason that I kind of orchestrated the both uh, of you on here is for a couple different reasons. So before I tell both Gabriel and Carrie what I have in mind, Gabriel, if you wouldn't mind for just two seconds, talk to our listening audience a little bit about Carrie Cody, about what you know about her, and about why folks should go out and support Carrie Squared. Well, first of all, Carrie is a wonderful person. Just, you know, right off the bat, you got to say that. She's a great person, and she loves music so much, and I just that, that's one of her great lights that she has shining from her. It's, I love it. Um, her, Thank you. And she, and she can also sing very well, and she's getting better all the time. I mean, when I first met her, 
she wasn't where she is today. And I I never lied to her. I was like, you know what? You know, let's, you know, I try to give her pointers here and there. And she took them and she ran and she's getting better. And that's what I said. When she wanted to do her duo, I'm like, hell yes. Um, Carrie, hello, Carrie Miller, call him up. You know, so I love watching her grow. That's just awesome. So just for anything, just keep coming out to her shows. Just watch her grow because she is. She's constantly growing. This is still new to her. So it's awesome. I'm sure. Thank you. Aww. Listen to that. Aww. That's so cute, isn't it? See, the, like, the besties are on my show right now. I'm, like, so excited. I'm, like, hoo-ha. It's, like, reuniting two people on the air. This is totally awesome. So now you both need to shut up, for lack of a better term, because I'm going to talk now. Um, there are two surprises that I have to offer to Miss Carrie Cody. And the reason, one of the instrumental reasons, and no, Gabriel has no idea what's coming, just so you know, Carrie. I have not told anyone this. Um, so this is going to be an on-air live reaction. I have told oh Carrie Cody previously, and I mentioned it in the um, the show earlier, if you were listening, which is uh, it's only natural for most of us to presume that Gabriel and Carrie should be reunited or united, I should say, in a project together. One of the purposes of this interview today is to do just that. So this is my proposal to Carrie Cody and Gabriel Sanchez, live on the air and not announced until this point. Oh, boy. I very magically swooned in earlier in this interview and mentioned to Carrie that I have four film projects that I have going on. I have a documentary about bipolar patients because I am bipolar and wacky. I have a comedic short film. I have a play that's coming out. What I didn't mention to you is, is that I'm doing a documentary about female bikers. I have an entire radio show that circulates around this cast of Sons of Anarchy and Biker Relative Entities. This is my proposal to you. A person can't do a documentary without having an actual theme song or any kind of a song that represents it. I would be more than honored to give the opportunity to Gabriel Sanchez and Carrie Cody to unite together to come up with a song that would be a lead for the soundtrack of this documentary. Wow. That would be awesome. I uh, would love it. I'm in. <laughs> really? That's oh my god, cool I thought I had to like beg and gravel and be like, Oh my god because you know, Carrie kept saying, I wanna leave you know. Yeah, I Get see that. Don't me. tell everybody what I tell you about doing interviews and talking like that. <laughs> gotta be okay. Yes, it, you made it too easy for me. I'm like, Yes, she's saying yes, that's awesome. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for a long time and one of the things that that I really want for my documentary is a very strong sounding voice and, and Carrie to those that in fact, you know what, I'm gonna shut up. 60 seconds, go. Sing anything. I don't care what it is. Sing now. Go. <laughs> just right do now. it, huh? Go. Right now. Off the cuff. Favorite okay, song, going, favorite something. Give somebody a sample. All right. I've been cheated, been mistreated. When will I be loved? There you go. That's it. <laughs> wow. I got her to sing. Yes. I was like, That's it. She's like... No, I'm not comfortable singing. I'm like, yes, she's going to sing on that show. But now you can, you guys, you folks that are listening can understand exactly why I would pick someone like herself. And, and, and Gabriel, we've talked about you. Obviously, you've been listening, and so you know. Um, I have complete faith and trust in you as a musician and as a person, and I take these projects very seriously. My film projects are all close to heart to me for all sorts of reasons, and I couldn't entrust two yeah. better people to do this. And not only that, I finally got a way to unite you two together. So I'll kick ass for that, right? We're not done. Congratulations, Cindy. So we only got two more things to do. Your yeah. second surprise. And I just came up with this earlier today when I was watching Mob Wives. That's a bad comparison because we don't compare anything to Mob Wives. But I was watching a show and my head was kind of circulating around. And I thought to myself, 
let's see what you guys think of this, because Carrie and I both have mutual friends that are listening, mutual musicians that we know, and maybe I thought to myself, if we could pull all of us together between now, which is Thursday, and Sunday, which is the benefit, let me tell mm-hmm. you what I have in mind. If you were looking okay. for our interview tonight, you know that one of the mutual links that Carrie and I share is, is that someone that we both love is affected by lung cancer. So this is my proposal, and I'm hoping that I can get at least Carrie's help on this because I want to do this because, of course, one of the ways to honor the people that we love, and in this case, this would be for Becky. This is my proposal mm-hmm. to you. One of the things that I do on the side, which I announce all the time, is my homemade truffle business. And I know some of you out there listening have eaten them, have gotten drunk and eaten them. And, Gabriel, I brought you a whole batch <laughs> Who have I didn't get any. What's up with my that? buddy Kurt? I know, right? And Kurt never well, brought him in. I so you didn't get you, your truffle. I have to tell you, I've never been drunk in my life, so. <gasps> Darn know, it. So then he'll just have to eat him over. That's fine. <laughs> so I'll drink some wine a little I'm... bit, but I've never been drunk. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that's all right, because this, this, this is what I'm proposing, Carrie, and this is what I'm going to do once I hang up the phone and then call, like, seven more people and then decide what to do tonight, because... I don't have a date because the show didn't get me one, but that's okay. Long story short, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to go to the grocery store uh, tomorrow morning, and I'm going to get enough ingredients okay. to make, oh, let's say 125 bags of truffles, and I'm going to eat the cost of that. And what we're going to do is I'm going to go running around the city and beg every musician and every person I know to buy them. And then what's going to happen is we're going to turn around and we're going to take that money and we're going to donate it to lung cancer research, and we're going to put it in Becky's name. That's what we're going to do. Aww. That's what I'm thinking. That's awesome. We're all about Thank you. Prizes on this. Well, you know, what can I say? That's it's one of those things. Can I so buy some? those are my two surprises. <laughs> you, you get, hey, you can get them for free. And Gabriel, i still got a batch in my kitchen. They're in my fridge right now. You can have them in an hour if you want them. They've been sitting here for the last couple of days. They're still good, yes. But I, I did. I truly, Heather will tell you. Heather's had them. So is Marcel. will tell you they're wonderful. So we are down I will. to the last Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're quite welcome. No. Thank you. The last couple of things that I want to mention on here before I forget to tell you guys about this. First of all, Carrie, you, your fans, your followers, everybody that's listening, this becomes an archive show about an hour, hour and a half from right now. So what I'll do is after the show is finished, I'll go on my personal page and my show pages. I'll put my impressions of you. I will also list all the ways to get a hold of you as well as the benefit and as well as what we just talked about on air. Everything will be on the Internet within an hour and a half. Just so that you know, all of this is archived. Anybody can listen all year round, and more importantly, the last book I did was a culmination of the last two years of my show guests. If I decide to do that at the end of the year, you'll be asked to be in a book, which would mean you'd be immortalized for life. Wouldn't that be cool? But you're going to be a big star because we're putting you in this documentary thing, and you're, you guys are going to take off. You're not even going to know who Cindy Mish is anymore. You're going to be like, I don't know. Immortal by sound. Immortal yeah, by sound. There like, you go, Gabe. It's, it's so exciting. So I'm going to take my last bit of time, and that's why Gabriel's on here as well, because, Gabriel, I thought that you would appreciate hearing this. The last thing that I do on my show all of the time is talk about, I need to tell Carrie what I think of her. So are you sitting down and you're holding wine? I'm, I'm still sitting, yes, you got it. <laughs> so this is the my last wine part is of gone. my show, which hopefully, oh, no, we'll have to remedy that. These are my impressions of Carrie Cody, and to those of you that are listening from out of state or anywhere else or have never gone to see Carrie Cody, hopefully by the time that I'm done with my little spiel here and the radio show, you'll know why you need to go and see her. So these are my impressions of you, Miss Carrie Cody. The very first time that I met her, I thought to myself she would be absolutely perfect personifying heart on a regular basis on stage. Why? Because she represents the sound and the look, and she's just 
amazing. The minute she opens up her mouth, what I don't think she realizes is the most beautiful harmony comes out of it. And it's not structured. There's no, there's, there's no rhyme. There's no rhythm to it. She just kind of stands up there. She asserts herself and go. She has the modicum of confidence, creativity, sweetness, and guts all piled into one person. The moment that you walk up and you speak to her, the minute that she smiles, she resonates this sense of care and concern about another human being that overwhelms me every time that I see her. She has personality. She has love and adoration for every person that she meets. She's non-judgmental. She's funny. She is so in love with her husband and her friends. That's one of the things that I admire most about her is the fact that she's not phony. She speaks and tells it like it is. Whether you like it or not, you're there and you're there to listen to her and you're there to get her attention. Why? Because you want to gravitate her attention. And why? She's one of the best people you could possibly meet. She gives her heart, her time, and herself to charity, to things that she believes in. She promotes with purpose. And every time she does, it's with a clear message, which is to say, you need to know and love these people as much as I do. The best part about her is, is that she's not as overpowering as I had seemed. I was nervous and scared to death to interview her. And what did I find out at the end of this? She is truly a celebrity in her own right. She has inspired, she has entertained, and she has motivated. And she does it with such class and such touch a way about her. I can't even, I, I just can't even speak. I'm so honored that the both of you are willing to help me with my causes and, and with me as a person. I'm honored to know the both of you. Carrie, the only other thing that, that I was can very tell you, Thank you is, the only other thing that I can say is that I can't wait to watch your rise to success because I am certain that not only would Carrie Squared become a success, but Carrie and Gabriel will be a success. Carrie and Casey will be a success. And if there's anything that I can do to flourish that, just know that I'm right here. Aww, well, thanks. I really appreciate you. Um, like I said, I was honored that you even asked me to be on the show and put me in the ranks of a <sighs> local celebrity, crazy. Cindy. So I, I truly do appreciate it. I don't take that lightly. So thank you, and thank you for all the surprises. And, Gabriel, you're sassy because you knew what the surprise was. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell me. <laughs> Not all of it. Not all of it. Not, you didn't know all well, of it, Yeah. Now, the last thing that we want to close out with is, uh, once again, we want to remind everybody that Carrie Squared is going to be playing in Waukesha February 27th at 830, and that's at the Eagles, which is a uh, uh, location out in Waukesha. Gabriel, since you are on the air, talk to us between now and Sunday. Where are you playing at? Where can people find you? Well, I'm going to be at Saloon on Calhoun, actually, Saturday night with <laughs> with my band Pulse. Oh, okay. Tonight he's going to be at Havana. Tonight he's going to be at Havana, Havana. which is Open Jam. And on Friday you're going to be at Jugs, right? Jugs, yes. Jugs Kitchen Post with my duo, Gabriel V2, with Scott Bell Humor on drums. I gotcha. And And then then Saturday, Carrie. Thursday through Sunday. Okay, I was just going to say, and Carrie. If anybody wants to walk up and congratulate you, shake your hand and say, hey, that's Carrie Cody outside of Sunday because we know about the benefit, 2 o'clock soon in Calhoun. Any place else? Please do. Anywhere else. Where are you going to be? Are you going to be out? Are you going to be Where am I going to be? Anybody can find you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be at Saloon on Saturday and Sunday. I'll be at the Pulse Show because Casey, my husband, um, works for the band. I don't know if you know that, but I am going to be supporting uh, that. And I might be at the House Rocker Show tomorrow at Celio's Place, 5 o'clock Steakhouse. The house rockers gotcha. are playing up in the Alley Cat Lounge tomorrow night. But probably, gotcha. yeah, not sure about that, but yeah. <laughs> but yes, please sure. come up and, and introduce yourself if you're out and about. 
And are you going to be at Havana oh. Cigar Bar this evening? I am not going to be at Havana tonight. I have house issues. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We yeah. started off she with that. No, okay. she drank all that wine. She better not be driving anywhere. Ouch. Wow. He, there you go. Gabriel brought it up. There you go. Exactly. I am not drinking and driving. There we go. That's wonderful. Come on. Yeah. I think after an hour. I will be bringing out clothes for you on Sunday, okay? Really? Really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't hear what he hey, said. What? Oh, my gosh. Tell her again, Gabriel. What did he say, Cindy? No. Gabriel, I'm going to be bringing out a few clothes. Did you hear him now? You get? No, I'm, did that's okay. I'll listen back. I'm going <laughs> to be bringing out some clothes on Sunday. He's going to be bringing out clothes on Sunday. Clothes. Remember for the homeless shelter, donating clothes? Oh, Remember we I'm talked sorry. about that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, awesome. yes, yes. I probably yes, have Oh, I love you guys. You're absolutely yep. wonderful. But now we have gone to an hour and 55 minutes. I'm getting cut off in four minutes, so this is what I'm going to say to you. Gabriel, thank you. Carrie Cody, thank you. Listening audience, thank you. Thank Get you. the hell off my phone line because i got to talk about the two of you for two minutes and then i got to go. But look on Perfect. Facebook, and then both of you follow up with me on Facebook afterwards, please. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Cindy. I really thank appreciate you. it. All right, folks. Thank you so much, we'll guys. We'll talk soon. We'll see night. Well, well, yeah, we'll see you thank on you. Facebook shortly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye-bye. Was that not phenomenal? Wow. I must be either getting better at my job or people are getting comfortable because we're at an hour and 55 minutes, folks. Were they not phenomenal? Not only we got two for the price of one tonight, Carrie Cody, Gabriel Sanchez talked about, like, I don't even know, 50 musicians in town. My deep, deep appreciation and thanks to both of them, Carrie Cody, Gabriel Sanchez, all of my supporters. Once again, don't want to forget Facebook, Carrie Cody, and that's Carrie, C-A-R-Y-C-O-D-Y, Carrie Squared also has a Facebook page as well as www.carriesquared.com. Her music on YouTube. Also, 2 o'clock, January 25th on Sunday, Saloon on Cajon, which is a benefit for Rosalie Ritzman. You also heard what I announced on air, which is 125 bags of truffles. So tell yourself, tell everybody you know, beg, borrow, plead, the whole bit. Let's sell some truffles. Let's make some money for lung cancer. Um, And, of course, certainly support my efforts as it relates to getting these two together so we can go ahead and make some magical music. Once again, thanks again to everybody for listening. Thanks to my guests for coming on the show. And look to my show pages and my personal page as far as if we're having a biker show this weekend for Sun Spotlight. Not positive. Otherwise, if we are not, we'll see you guys next week and have a great weekend.